0: Love Talk Radio. <laughs> Everybody's
1: got a price. Everybody's
0: gonna pay. Hey
1: everybody,
2: it's Ted D. B. Ossie, the Million Dollar Man, and you're listening to the Wrestle Talk Podcast. Out in the Night out. You're tuning in to WrestleTalk 657-383-1521 We'll be discussing WWE NXT Future Underground ROH Fantasy Wrestling And we'll have some of the best damn interviews For professional and independent wrestling That you've ever heard
3: And I'm Joe Lamb Ladies and gentlemen Buckle your seatbelts Keep your arms in the vehicle at all times. Wrestle talk begins in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Enjoy the ride. Que pasa? Que pasa? Que pasa? Loyal members of the Wrestle
2: Talk. Family, I know you're used to Nightmare Joe's kicking off the show, but it's 2021 and we're going to flip the script, and Joe's going to follow me on this one. But before he joins us, I want to welcome you guys into episode 330 of the Wrestle Talk Podcast. And boy, oh boy, do we have a lineup for you guys. Not only are we going to be talking about everything in the world of professional wrestling during the high spot segment, we're also having on Colton Bull from World League, also as Work Dynamo Pro. And coming back, a longtime loyal member of the Wrestle Talk family, hardcore legend. And we don't throw the word legend around lackadaisically here on the Wrestle Talk podcast. No, 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 no. When we say legend, we mean somebody that's done something unprecedented and has changed the course of the sport forever. And there's no doubt. That if you know what I know and what the other members of the Wrestle Talk Podcast family know, Man Man Pondo absolutely falls into the classification of legend, specifically Deathmatch match legend. And I'm a little sad because, from what I understand, I'm going one on one in the steel cage with Man Man Pondo tonight during the Wrestle Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge. So I'm a little nervous. But I'm ready. I'm ready to bleed tonight going one-on-one with Madman Pondo. Before I bring you on, though, Joey, allow me to remind everybody, and we're going to be hitting the sponsors throughout the show, but this Sunday, the WrestleTalk Podcast slash FWWC Skype Royal Rumble Watch Party. Guys, go over to WrestleTalkPodcast.com, hit the events tab. All the details are there. We're having a bunch of great guests. We're going to be giving away something different every single hour, and it costs you zero dólares. And, and um, I know the caption or the ESP may not be on. In English, that means zero dollars. That's right, amigos. Free prizes throughout the four-hour broadcast, and we're going to be watching Royal Rumble alongside you. We will not be broadcasting it because that would be copyright, but we are going to be discussing the pay-per-view and amongst other things during the event while we're all watching it on our television. So again, WrestletalkPodcast.com forward slash events for more information on the first ever Wrestle Talk Podcast slash FWC Royal Rumble Skype Party. With all that said, I think it's time to bring the man in himself, Nightmare Jones, I have missed you. Welcome back to the show, my friend. How the hell are you? Paper that is no, please it, enlighten me. Good, sir.
4: You know, I'm going to I'm here to give you a real Russell talk intro and I'm going to do it just now. You know, Renee, it's sad. It's sad to say that you've been fooled once again, to be quite honest with you, before I even start on my my long charade. If you will. So just sit down and, and be quiet for a little bit. Is that okay, Renee? Thank oh, you. Go well,
2: real... oh, it's, a, it's a charade, all right. It's a charade. You got that part 100% on point. I'll say that much. <laughs> but go ahead, Drake. Obviously, the Powers of be have no, they have really no concern about how this makes me feel. It's all about making sure Drake Lee gets his appearances. And honestly, I'm getting a little tired of it.
4: Well, good. I'm glad to hear that. So let's just sit down and let a real pro take it from here. Ladies and gentlemen, tonight you will once again be graced to hear the sweet melodic sounds of the man that is known as the handsome heartbreaker, the every night delight, Mr. Ratings, the paragon of sex appeal, the sensei of sarcasm, the proprietor, Renee, of the city on the hill, the foundation, that's what they call me, of the Wrestle Talk podcast. And most importantly, I am Renee's favorite broadcast colleague and i am the thoroughbred of lust drake lee we have a great show lined up tonight we have interviews with colton vaught tearing up the independent wrestling scene in the midwest and deathmatch legend himself madman Ponto, on tonight's show sit back relax as we bring you the best in professional wrestling tonight with the wrestle talk (laughs) podcast
2: That was a pretty spectacular intro. I, I am I am not a hater like some people, okay? And I can acknowledge when another man does a good job. Drake, I'll give you four out of five super kicks for that intro. Well done. But can we get on to business here? We got things we got to get done, okay? Can we, I'm can waiting we go?
4: on you. I'm waiting oh, on you. Oh, you're waiting
2: on me, okay. Redo the damn intro already. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you know we've got a lot to get into. 2021 has already been off the easy here on the WTP And we gotta kick things off the proper way Like we do Every single show Where we ask everybody to respectfully remove their caps Place their hands over their hearts Okay, that's my mic, my bad Place their hands over their hearts As we pay homage to the greatest country On God's green earth And that's America, damn it! Oh!
4: Yes, it should have been me.
2: No fool, It brings a tear to my eye every you know what never mind oh, That's oh there it is right
4: here me. right here sorry, Renee, what, what? man, gosh, that brings a tear to my eye.
2: you could have listened, you could have at least been sincere about it. I mean, come on, Dre. cheese louise
4: sorry anyway sorry.
2: let let me take a quick second if you don't mind, right before we kick in the high spots. To thank one of our many amazing sponsors, huge shout out to Royal Mills Transportation. If you're in the Kansas City area and you want professional, clean transportation, make sure you hit up Royal Mills Transportation on their Facebook page and tell them the Wrestle Talk Podcast sent you. Also, big shout out to Canada representing today. Shout out to the Mike, one of my favorite guys on Twitter. Great, absolutely fantastic football podcast. Also. My man uh Jeremy Carp, uh, the maestro, who regularly hosts the show here, i seventy sports media again, you can go to their Facebook page. they are a sister uh, podcast slash uh, sports site, kind of like us, but they focus more on your traditional sports. the maestro, the guys over i seventy always take care of us, and you can hear Jeremy here regularly on the wrestle talk podcast every couple of weeks. with all that said, Drake. We are going to get into the high spot segment, but I also wanted to ask you something that the world has been wondering, and that is, will the thoroughbred of lust, the city on the hill, be making an appearance at the WrestleTalk podcast slash FWWC Skype Royal Rumble watch party? The people want to know, and like you always say, the ratings go up when Drake Lee is there, so the question is, I'm going to put you on the spot, are you going to be there?
4: Well, Renee, thank you for putting me on the spot, and I have an answer for you. It depends on how the Wrestle Talk Podcast family behaves tonight with me. I mean, you've seen what they say sometimes. They've cheated in game shows. They've called me mean names. But if they're nice to me tonight, I don't know. I might sneak out of my, my mansion. Because, you know, I might have a birthday coming up, you know, so there might be something happening on Sunday. But I might make an appearance if you all are nice to me tonight. How about that? Is that, is that good? Is that, a- That's cool. is that a birthday? Thank you. Thank you.
2: <laughs> the family the family likes it. I'm just excited that you're having another birthday. Maybe you'll be one step closer to puberty. I'm just saying. That would be that would be a big thing for you, Drake. I know. It would how be.
4: long did how long did it take for Roberts to write that one?
2: That dude's got no sense of humor. Don't don't give Skywalker any credit, man. This is all night out, Ooh. baby. You give me my damn credit. Give me my
4: damn Ooh. credit. All right,
2: all right. Speaking.
4: What? All right, okay. I'll give it to you. Ready? Are you listening?
2: Yes. Slow
4: clap. Three, three clap. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Got <laughs> <he. laughs>
0: Gotti. <laughs> <he.
2: laughs> By the way, that is our amazing audio engineer, Hardcore Haas, with the drops. The timing, brother, is on point. I'm just sick of you hitting them on me. It's getting a little old. Well, anyway. We've got business to tend to, amigos, and we want you to be a part of it. Listen, there's a lot going on in the World Pro Wrestling. If you're not excited about Royal Rumble, I'm concerned that you may not even have, like, blood uh, running through your veins. You may not even be alive if you can't get excited about professional wrestling now that they're starting to be shows around the country. And that we've got the Royal Rumble coming up. So, with that said, dial the number, guys, because we're going into high spots. It's 657 383-1521. Again, that's 657-383-1521. We want to talk about anything and everything revolving around the world of pro wrestling. It's completely up to you guys when you dial that number. That said, Hoss, you know what to do, baby. Cue up the music, the new music, as we get into this week's edition of the my Wrestle check, Podcast. Mike J. Jude Shot yeah. All right, all right. Wrestle
0: Talk Podcast.
2: DJ Money. Yeah. Let's go. Welcome to High Spots, where we pop news like fair shots. We talk shop, coming through the screens of a laptop. And non stop, like a runner speech to the black dot.
1: We hit hard, like chest shots and backdrops. Like a clock flash, so like a belly flop, out that's hard. We up to speed, while they stay slow. Wrestle talk podcast, now they know
0: we about to start the show. Uh.
4: was fire
2: See, I knew we would be able to agree on something tonight That was incredible, right? Shout out to DJ Money That was huge
4: that was, that was a 10 out of 10 Let's do it again That was a freaking one
2: That was a freaking one Again, shout out to Titan Who was a guest on the show just last week Also known as DJ Money on SoundCloud Give my man a follow And tell them the WTP sent you Anyway, Drake, let's go ahead and kick off the high spots. I know we're going to have a few callers. We're going to make time for them if we can. But I got a couple of things that we need to hit on. And the first thing that I need your opinion on is this Joe Rogan Undertaker uh, interview. Okay? And I would call it a shoot interview, but really it's just like a regular real interview. In the rest the world, some, somebody, some people may call it a shoot interview. The snippet that came out of that interview was Undertaker calling the current product soft. And he wasn't necessarily talking about what's going on in the ring. He's talking about some of the stuff that goes on behind the scenes. But, but he alluded that it was a little bit of both. So let me just say that I agree and I disagree with The Undertaker. And here's where I – and I'm going to focus more on where I disagree. The week immediately after this interview aired, I was watching NXT. And when you're talking about the in-ring product, I think you're going to be hard-pressed to find anything better than what NXT is doing, Drake. And and I want to point to one match specifically. Timothy Thatcher versus Tommaso Ciampa, okay? They did this thing where they were in a cage, but there was no ropes. It was just the mat and the cage. And then there was like a second tier that went around the edge. It was something different than, I think they were calling it the fight pit or something like that. But, bro, let me tell you, if you're looking for hard-hitting, jaw-dropping, old-school, strong-style professional wrestling it's available to you. You just have to go out and find it. Even within the WWE product, where which I would say about 80 to 85% of wrestling fans, that's what they primarily watch. It's there. You just have to be willing to look. I mean, recently, um, I think we saw a match with British Bulldog's son, Davey Boy Smith Jr., versus um, one of the Fatou brothers. And uh, his name is escaping me right now. Over at MLW. So I guess my point of contention is I don't know what Undertaker is watching and not watching, okay? But even with WWE, see, I disagree with you, Jay Hollywood. He says today's WWE is so If you go looking for it, you will find it. They have kind of a different flavor of ice cream for everybody, depending on what you like. They got the New Day for the goofy stuff, and then they've got, you know, Thatcher and Choppa and guys like that for the more hardcore stuff and everything in between. The only place they're really lacking, in my opinion, is big guys, that's a whole other conversation, though. Drake, will you agree or disagree with me that there is plenty to go around when it comes to that, that old-school, hard-nosed, strong-style wrestling, or do you agree more with Undertaker and say, yeah, no matter what I'm looking at, I perceive it to be somewhat soft? What are your thoughts, bro?
4: Yeah, so, uh, you know, you're going to dislike me anyway for this. I, I agree with you and disagree with you, if, that, if that's okay, and it's going to have okay. to be, because... You're right. If you go looking for it, it's there. But we got to remember, the Undertaker is never had to look for that. I mean, I give him a little bit of leeway for this because if you think about it, and, and we all know this, the attitude era, especially even in the early '90s, the locker room was a lot different back then. And you know, there was a lot of different things going on, and there was a whole different atmosphere. And so, I think if anybody has a gauge of where the locker room has gone in the last 20, 30 years, it's him. Um, with that being said, you're right. Uh, there's a lot of hard-hitting, strong-style type of wrestling, you know, in NXT and, and, and a lot of different things that WWE has to offer, not even just NXT, but if you look at, you know, they have evolved on, on their network, and, and we're going to kind of bridge into this network thing a little bit more, but the problem I have with, with saying that he's wrong is that he's really not. Because if we think about it from a business perspective, you just sold your content for a billion dollars for five years. And now you have you're on the you're under the gun. Because if you don't gain any subscribers or any more viewers for your pay per views other than the one point one million you already have on the US platform, that's a okay. problem. And, yes, NXT's strong style, and I completely agree with you. They blow me out of the water every every Wednesday. I love watching they it. I do. But, but with that being said, we're also at a point here where people are ready to see the main roster guys do that again. I mean, how long has it been since not necessarily, you know, people are bleeding like pigs all over the ring, but we watched a match and said, hey, they got a little, you know, they 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 brought it all out on the table. They were, you know, a little bit more explosive tonight. And we haven't seen that in a while because a lot of it's clean and they make it in their presentation that way. But in my opinion, I agree with Mark here, it's getting soft. And is this style for your main roster, your, your Monday and Fridays, is that enough to gain viewers that you're trying to get from Peacock? Because, I mean, now we're at a point here, like I said earlier, don't get them, then the Undertaker's right because there's something missing in the main roster product. Now, NXT is great, but we, if your developmental is getting more notoriety or is getting more love and praise than your, you know, your main roster, that's a problem. It's been about
2: three years since it, that, that it's been getting more notoriety. I mean, right. especially the wrestling purists. Anybody who's a wrestling purist will prefer the, the NXT product over the main roster product. I think uh, there's few exceptions to that rule.
4: And they should. They should quite frankly. Uh, you know that I, I feel like they get you know, you get more bang for your buck with NXT. It's just you know, do you see where I'm coming with uh with, with this, Renee? It's it's not necessarily he's wrong or anyone's wrong. It's just yeah, styles have changed and it's a good thing that people are staying away from the habits and, and the activities that they could do in the nineties and the and the early two thousands, but did that take away some of the edge for the guys to really reach for that proverbial brass ring, you know? It, 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 what has gone missing? Because we can't have it back to where it was in the early 2000s. That was dangerous. But correct. we have to – I think and, there has and, to be common and listen, ground.
2: Well, yeah, and, and I agree with you, but we also have to keep in mind that as much as we would like to see that, A, guys are more concerned about their health and longevity these days. Uh, you, you hear talent all the time when you go to seminars and all that about working smart guys bragging about going and having a 15 minute match and not even taking one serious bump and then also you got to think how is that going to how is that going to rub the casual fan because WWE for a while now has been a publicly traded company so if you start giving them those old Cactus Jack uh, Harley Race type matches that all of us love how is that going to affect the casual fan and then the twofold drake I wonder what Undertaker means about the locker room getting soft. Does that mean that guys are walking on eggshells? Nobody's uh, reaching for the brass ring. Everyone's kind of playing politics and and not being difficult. I, I wonder, and I'm curious if you might have some insight. Obviously, you don't work there, but what do you think he might be alluding to when he says locker room is getting soft? What is it, What do you think he means by that?
4: Yeah, so um, I'm glad you actually brought me in on that 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 topic, believe it or not, because it wasn't – I'll throw out two different interviews that, you know, they could have been – you know, one of them was under the uh, WWE band, uh, you know, flag with, with Stone Cold's first podcast they did on the network. But, but Mark's right in a way. So you have three perspectives on this that I'll give you. You have Mark's that's going, hey, man, you know, they're, it's, they're playing video games. They, don't, they aren't talking about matches before. And that's, that's essentially – I don't know if you listen to the whole Mark Calloway-Joe uh, Rogan podcast but that's essentially what I got out of it was there's, it's not the fact that their activities or hobbies are weak. It's the fact that they aren't carrying the same, you know, weight of responsibility, um, for the company. And that's where I kind of agree with Mark, because there's been a lot of people and stone cold I'll bring up now. Um, he was, he was talking about it on his, on his podcast, uh, a year ago, actually, but I listened to it uh, just last week and, you know, he went with, you know, option one, which guys are walking on eggshells. And he brought this up to Shane McMahon. And Shane McMahon kind of agreed with him in a way because the products changed so much and, you know, we do have to worry about the publicly traded companies, the sponsors, things like that. But then you have Vince McMahon on Stone Cold's first podcast going, They don't want it. And I don't think that's mister McMahon being Mr McMahon. I think that's being Vince. Because Whenever you have a product like WWE and the people that are in power, the true power people have been there since the 90s. They've been there, you know, forever with Vince, with Pritchard. They're used to seeing a different, pers- not personality from the, you know, the wrestlers. They're they're used to seeing a certain type of mindset, and even until 2007, that mindset was still there. 2007, 2009, we started to see it change and how the product was presented, but now we're to a point where I don't think it's necessarily they're walking on eggshells and necessarily they don't want the brass ring, but I wonder if there's a stalemate in communication because we've heard time and time again, guys are getting their ideas shot down. No one's taking their ideas or, or what they want to do with with their career in the WWE anywhere. It's, it's kind of just a wait and see until, you know, they have, you know, they have an idea for them. And, and, and so, yeah, yes and no. It could be, it could be just what Vince is saying. Nobody wants it, and they don't have the personality anymore. It could be, you know, what Mark's saying, where, you know, guys, it, it's not about what you're doing backstage. It's how you're presenting yourself backstage. And then it could be, you know, Shane's theory, where it's just there's a stalemate in communication somewhere. It's just we. I'm not backstage. I have friends that are. Um, I have never asked them personally because that's none of my business. But quite frankly, I, I – I agree with more so than Vince and Taker than anybody because you know, they were the ones that are there, but they're the but Vince is the one in charge of the company. And if he doesn't like it, he can change it at any time. No one's stopping him. So, you know, I think there's a lot of blame that needs to be put on not just Vince, but a lot of executives and a lot everyone in that company needs to look at the mirror right now. When your developmental is getting nearly all of your worst view, not even worse, but it's becoming their average viewing numbers on Raw and SmackDown, or on SmackDown especially, it's time to look in the mirror. You know, I mean, that's that's all it is. It's really time to look in the mirror and wake up. You have a billion dollars being given to you, and this is going to show a lot. It's going to show if the talent wants it. It's going to show if the office wants to really get back to where they were. Or if this is going to be, you know, the growing trend with WWE where we stay kind of plateaued with the main roster and we let the younger guys, you know, go out and do their thing. It's just we, the next couple of months are going to tell, you know, are really going to tell us whose side they're on. I mean, not necessarily like they're thinking about that, but, but they have those same viewpoints.
2: Well, I think that's very, very well stated, Drake. And I'm, I'm curious, looking into the future uh, how they'll fare with this five-year contract uh, with the Peacock streaming service. And I'll tell you one thing, uh, which, which I'm happy to share for those that don't know. Uh, for the, the people that are currently subscribed to the WWE Network, this is going to be a good thing for you because not only will you get all the Peacock content, you will also get all the same content that you were getting through the network for about $4 less, if I'm not mistaken. Is that right, Drake? I think it's four ninety nine, and you get all the same content you had on WWE Network plus all the Peacock stuff. Is that right? Do, do I understand that correctly? Because for the fans, I think it's, it's a good deal. Over the long haul, I'm wondering if they can sustain it and make it worthwhile for NBC. And to Jay Hollywood's point, I'm concerned that it may get softer now that they're tied in with a major network. Do you agree with that? And do you think that they can – I guess my my question is, I want to make sure I word this properly. Do you think that they'll do well enough beyond the five years to command another contract or an extension to that five-year contract? I know I'm asking you to kind of swammy here a little bit and look into the future, but what does your gut tell you?
4: Yeah, so uh, my gut tells me it's going to go one or two ways. If uh, You know, I think right now, and rightfully so, you know, they're in a different position than a lot of other companies. They got to watch out on how they present their product because if a sponsor doesn't like it, well, there's, that's a problem. And so there's a fine line, but I think that if they want success with the Peacock stuff, and I think there's a lot of potential and this could be huge and this could be, uh, you know, revolutionary for how we, you know, stream on any type of not just wrestling, but we're seeing with the UFC, with ESPN and all the, it it could be a game changer and solidify the change to streaming. But if they don't change, not change totally, but adapt to what their audience wants and not just the 1 million that they're retaining or 2 million, we'll say 1 million, because that's the U S total and WWE network subscribers. But if, They want to gain more of an edge and bring back the fans that are really lost. It's not my me saying, well, go out there and, and beat the hell out of each other and bleed all over the ring, but give a little bit more edge back to that product and take a chance. And you might ruffle a little bit of feathers in the sponsorship department, but it might turn out for the best because when was WWE on top, Renee? How did they act with their sponsors? Because it wasn't, let's bend over and let you tell us what we're doing. It was... We're going to give you a product that's going to give people the opportunity, and a lot of people are going to see it. And so I think now they have a decision to make on what they want their company to be in the next five years. This is literally make-or-break time for them for me because if they don't and they continue with what they're doing, we're going to see this kind of fizzle out. And quite frankly, I call it. I think that this, this really could be the greener pastures road, or this could be the, the road to hell. And so, with that being said, there's where I stand on that. It's just it depends on how the next few months go. But I did see Renee that what they're saying with, with the Peacock to switch over, they're just switching our accounts over. But that's with ads for five ninety nine or four ninety nine. The nine ninety nine gets you everything without ads. So it depends on how you want to view it. I mean,
2: it seems like kind of a sweet deal, right? You're paying nine ninety nine. For the WWE Network, which, let's be honest, the connectivity of it can be a little suspect. I've got great internet. I'm sure you've got great internet, and even so, it's not that great. I hope that we're switching over to a more established platform, uh, and I don't mean longevity-wise. I mean, NBC just got a ton of money, so I'm sure their streaming service is going to make the WWE streaming service just a little bit better, a little bit more consistent. Um, and so I'm looking forward to it because it's not costing me any more money. The ads, I don't necessarily mind that. Um, Though I do prefer without the ads That's the way that I have my Hulu Uh, But I'm willing to give it a chance And and I'll tell you what I I genuinely hope that through this transition They continue to do some of what they're doing now And they're showcasing a ton of new talent Whether you love it And you think it's just a shitty spot fest all the time There are guys like Keith Lee uh, Matt Riddle And I can keep going down the list That are getting the exposure That I think that they deserve for a while and it's exciting for me. As much as people like to poo-poo the content, there's always stuff every show that I really like, and there's stuff that I, that, I, that I dislike. It's a three-hour show, though, and I'm not obligated to watch all three hours, so I just watch the stuff that I enjoy. And I think if people took that perspective, the the, pro, the current product wouldn't piss them off so much. Like, no one's handcuffing you to the couch, bruh. You don't have to watch all three hours, okay? If, if watching uh, the Riot Squad face, you know, Charlotte Flair and Asuka doesn't do it for you, just uh, DVR and skip ahead. It, it's okay, I, I promise you. No nope. no one's going to get hurt. Everyone will be fine. But for me, it just comes down to this. If you're looking for that type of wrestling, the type of wrestling that Mark Calloway was talking about, the type of wrestling that our friends in the Facebook Live chat are talking about, it's there. You just have to be willing to go out and find it. It's not going to come and find you. And luckily, bro, we, we, we live in a spoiled atmosphere, Dre, where any kind of wrestling that we want – I mean, Danny Cage from the Monster Factory said it best on his Twitter account. He said, say what you will about pro wrestling, say what you will about the current environment, but there's never been a better time to be a professional wrestling fan than right now, and I could not agree any more with that. What do, what do you think, Drake?
4: Oh, yeah, without a doubt. Um, you know, if anyone goes back, and I've done this whenever I, I have the the couple of months off that I have, I, I watched Raw for a year, the whole year of 99. There's still things in there that I that I didn't like I thought they were you know a little they were there i they just weren't for me, but the difference is the fans per the attitudes of the fans and you know at some point you know kind of a you know agreeing with you fans have got to look in the mirror and and realize that number one not everyone has the same opinion or likes and dislikes exactly what you do, and number two is that. If you think you can do it better, find a sponsor, find an investor, and go start your own company. If that's what you feel – I mean that's really what it is because there's stuff on there for everybody. And if they can't find it, like you said, hit the road.
2: They're being lazy, really. Well, you know what? I say they're being lazy. Our next guest, Drake, which I'm going to allow you to do the interview of the introduction for since you did such a great job trying to talk over my intro just uh, about 20 minutes ago. I want to say before you kick off the intro for our next guest, this dude is anything but lazy. From working for multiple promotions throughout the Midwest to studying martial arts to staying in shape, this dude is all over it. And I'm very, very excited uh, to have him on the show, particularly Drake because about a year ago, You interviewed this young man immediately after his debut match at Dynamo Pro Wrestling. So with that said, why don't you go ahead and do the honors and introduce our next guest.
4: Well, Renee, thank you for that. And thank you for remembering my groundbreaking interview with this young man. Ladies and gentlemen, this man really needs no introduction. He is the fastest rising star, in my opinion, in the Midwest independent wrestling scene. He's hailing from Kane. Missouri played college baseball, but you guys know him as must-see TV. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Colton Vaughn.
0: let's Colton go. go! Yeah, baby, let's
4: go! Hey. <laughs> I'm amped, man. I'm amped. Amp. Dre, how are you doing, baby? How you doing? Making millions and, and kissing a lot of beautiful women. How are you doing, Colton? It's been a long <laughs> time. I'm glad to have you on the show.
0: <laughs>
4: I'm glad to be here, baby. I'm really glad to be here. Thank you guys so much for having me on. I really am blessed to have you guys. Dude. No, the pleasure is all Great. mine. And Renee, I'm going to let you start so I can finish strong like I always do. Is that okay?
2: Yeah, that's not what she said, but okay, I'll go first.
4: It's oh, all right. <laughs> okay.
2: <laughs> <laughs> <What>? <laughs> all right. Where's, where's my Gotti drop, Hoss? Huh? Where's my Gotti drop? I don't get one. Come on, man. Hey, Come I on, man. I got you, big dog. I got <laughs> you. Give me the. <laughs> my How dude, are you, baby? Dude. How are you? I'm doing good. Well, Colton, I, I got to admit, bro, I, I, I've been around the Midwest wrestling scene now uh, for a couple of years. And, and, you know, I take a particular interest in some of the new talent. And, and I got to admit, you know, um, looking at, at your class and the group of guys uh, coming out of WLW, uh, one of the most prestigious uh, training facilities in the world, in, in my opinion. Uh, shout-out and hat tip to the late great Harley race. Man, I, I see you coming up with guys the likes of Camaro Jackson and other uh, uh, Moses, bro, like just just incredible young talents. What have you done? Because, and you've done a good job of it, but I'm curious to hear from your perspective. What have you done to set yourself apart from some of those other incredible young talents that I just mentioned uh, Camaro Jackson's another guy that comes to mind immediately because, boy, the guys that you're coming up with right now are extremely talented. They look like a million bucks, and they're great workers. So what are you doing to set yourself apart from those guys?
5: Uh, man, hey, that's exactly how I feel. These dogs that I'm coming with are built different, for real. Uh, how yep. I add a different flair, uh, well, you know I'm adopted by the 314. Uh, I'm from four one seven. So when I all come day, up, three one four. Yes, baby. Yes, baby. So when I'm coming up here, man, they really have just shown me love and they accepted me right away. Cause everybody you mentioned is from STL. So you know, uh, it was really something to come up here with the four one seven flare, and and they were just talking to me and introducing me and letting me in with all these dogs, man. And Camaro, bro, I cannot say enough good things about this dude. This dude, I am not joking. When they told me he was 26, I about fell over. This dude carries himself like a vet, and he needs to be noticed by everybody in the nation. I'm about to kick my door open right now just talking about it because Camaro's a different breed, man, and this dude legitimately learns from every single person he talks to, and he talks to everybody the same. The the dude will take over the game soon. Mark my words, bro.
2: Yeah, if he hasn't hasn't started to do that already – uh, Camaro Jackson, Kenny Omega Alpha Omega, uh, some of my uh, Not Kenny Omega, uh, his, his partner Kenny, so sorry, Alpha Omega uh, One of, of my favorite Tag teams uh, in the whole world I mean, Kenny Alfonso being from Kansas City Camaro Jackson being from the St. Louis Area, man, just truly a, a match made in heaven Let me flip the script on you, man Because I'm hearing from the fans here That one of the things they say that sets you apart Is your unmatched Energy, bro You seem to bring this 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 uh this contagious vibe, uh, to every promotion that you happen to work for, bro. Where does that come from? Is it your mom's side, dad's side? Is it something that is unique to you? Where, do you? where do you find this energy, bro? I need it's like a like an energizer buddy that never runs out, brother. I can feel it just talking to you for a couple of minutes. Uh,
5: man, really, this is all fueled by me living my dream, man. Uh God put me on this earth to wrestle and every time I step out there, bro, I have flashbacks to me as a kid. You know, and I, I'm sure every wrestler can do it. But, I mean, I might just show mine a little bit more on my sleeve because I truly am living a dream, man. And, and I got a different fuel, man. A lot of people here don't know. Uh, my dad passed away before he ever saw me wrestling a match, and he was one of the dudes that got me into this. So that fire right there alone could run me right through a brick wall. So every time I got out there, and also, as you mentioned, I was trained by Harley Race. Harley, Harley unfortunately, never got to see me wrestle a match either. So I got a lot of dogs I'm carrying on my back that I represent every time I step into that ring, man. And I really, I have a lot of emotion. And I mean, I don't know if that could ever be matched because I don't, man, I carry a lot in there and I pour my soul into every one of those matches, man. And a lot of people talk about how they're okay to go out there and really risk it all. But man, I, I don't care to go out there and die. I'll say that every time, man. I love this sport. I love what I do. And I don't care to put every bit of my soul into it every day. If I'm not training pro wrestling, if I'm not training MMA, I am working out in the gym to get better, to give these fans exactly what they want. That's that's just somebody that's going to pour their soul out every time they go out there, man. I It's hard to say anybody does that better than me.
2: Well, I agree, man. Early on in your career, you're obviously showing uh, a lot of the likenesses of the greats. Uh, I'm sure that the folks over at, WW, at WLW, our boy Leland, they, they're just excited and energized to be able to train a guy like you. And I'm curious, did you talk about getting hyped and, and putting it all on the line for every match? How do you get prepared for matches, bro? Can you talk to us maybe a little bit about your routine as you're getting ready for matches? And maybe, what are you listening to? What What's on the uh, what's on the Spotify when you're getting hyped and ready to go in for some matches?
0: <laughs> yes, sir!
5: Uh, usually, it's going to start out, we're going to get there probably about Man, it depends. I usually like to show up three to four hours ahead of time before they even open the gate. I like to get in there, you know, of course, get in the locker room. I like to get stretched. I have a very intensive stretching routine. Uh, You know, they say cheetahs don't stretch before they run, but, man, I might be more athletic than a cheetah. So what I do is (laughs) I get in there, and I stretch, and I stretch, and I really go over a lot of stuff in my head. I meditate. I I, I read my daily devotions. I really just get my mind right so I can really put out the best performance I can. I'll also do a light warm-up. And, of course, I'll always find time to do some curls. So my biceps are looking incredible every time I shoot through there. I can't forget that. Uh, but, you know, man, i hardly really instilled in talking about the mental side and just being really technical. So I really just like to focus on the fundamentals more than anything when it really comes down to it and and just being prepared and just letting myself go as soon as I go out there.
2: Oh, man, that, that's beautiful. Like I said, it comes across every time that I've had an opportunity to, to see you perform. I, not yet, I, I'm i curious because I don't want to misspeak here. So, night of Champions last year, were you already with WLW? Were you already performing, or were you just in training at that time? Because I was at that show, bro, and that may be one of my favorite uh, shows that I've ever been to locally. Uh, with Adam Cole in the house, Ryback was there, Nick Aldis was in the house. Were you there? I'm curious.
5: It, I, man, I love when I get this question because I have this picture saved on my phone and I use it for fuel. So that day I was actually, at that point, I had probably been training at WLW for, I don't know, man, It quite I'd probably say well over eight months at that point. So, I mean, I was pretty familiar with the WLW roster. I was actually working security for Nick Aldis at his autograph booth. So, and then from there I actually went and just worked a little bit of security near the bo- or near the runway so people the wrestlers could get in down the aisle okay to the ring. But man, that was an incredible incredible show, man. Uh I got to meet and talk with everybody. I got to talk to Adam Cole, which was I mean,
2: Crazy. incredible,
5: man. I mean, I, I, what you, I what it, up let me I'm stop you right here. What is, did,
2: did you get a, did you get to pick his brain at all the is there anything you remember specifically from talking with with Adam Cole because that's who me and my son wanted to see um, aside from all the amazing you know that you had John West in that match uh against his uh former tag team partner uh there was a lot of good stuff going on that night but what did you take away from that that exchange with Adam Cole? would you be willing to share that with the listeners?
5: Absolutely. He really, he really just emphasized um, really what Harley said. He told me to listen to Harley, and he told me really, he's like, you gotta go. I mean, he's like, you just need, you need to wrestle, man. You just need to wrestle, and you. And he also told me not to be afraid. Like I said earlier, I say this so much now because he said it. You can learn from every single person in the room. Do not be afraid to learn. Don't act like you know it all. Really be open to learning, and and that's just man. As somebody that's new, just to sit there and shut my mouth sometimes and listen has been the best thing I could do. And it's it's really gotten me very far so far in this business in just my short time. And I love, I just love picking things apart. And, man, he just really gave me mental aspects. That's that's what I'm getting a lot of right now It's just a lot of mental preparation, and I feel like really what I need.
2: Well, that that's good to hear, bro. And you know what? Before I kick it over to my partner, Drake, uh, you, you're familiar with already I, I'm going to go back to my previous question When you're getting ready What are you bumping bro What kind of music <laughs> artists, What artist gets you fired up bro? I'm sensing maybe a little Lecrae Maybe a little NF What are you bumping bro When you're getting ready and hype For whether it be a workout or for a match What are you listening to I'm curious
5: At all times it's Lil Wayne At all times I'll, I'll go back to Wayne, no feeling
2: let Let's uh, go <laughs>
0: Right and the there. F,
5: and the F is for phenomenal, baby.
0: <laughs> Bruh,
5: I I know. Yeah, I've listened to Lil Wayne since I was young. I remember, I remember taking my brother's like whatever listening device he had, and I would take it and I would just bump Lil Wayne all day. All I remember, he had a. Uh, I remember Duffelback Boy. I that's a, I would sing it, and I remember I was mind blown when I found out Titty Boy was Two Chains. I was like, "What? Yeah,
0: oh.
2: Titty Boy. What? What? That what? Was, uh, what, what? He, he used to be with Ludacris' camp, and then he dropped yes. the Titty bro. Boy thing and, and went to Two Chains, and the rest is history, bro. No doubt. Yes. So, so that, yes, yes. So then, let me follow it up. I'm gonna put you on the spot right now so that the fans cause Well, obviously we care about your wrestling. We talk about that, but I think people need to know Colton Bowl. Um, as, as maybe a little bit more about your personal side, so that people know who they're who they're rocking with when they're cheering for you or or booing Absolutely. for you. Absolutely. Best best Little Wayne album, okay? And I'm only giving you two choices, okay? The Carter or 500 Degrees. Well, it's really really Carter one, two, three. Actually, you know what? That's a little unfair. I'll let you decide what your favorite album. Minus 500 Degrees, but then again, bro, when I was in middle school, high school, that's when they first dropped. So I'm a little biased. And I love his first album. What is your favorite
5: Lil Wayne album? If I had to pick an album, man, it, it has to be. It probably has to be uh, the Carter Two. I love Money on My Mind and I love Fireman. And I love. I think is that is that the Carter Two?
2: Yep, uh, leather so soft. Uh, there's a couple other ones on there. I think. Hit up, Hustler
5: Music. I think Hustler yep, Music is on there.
2: Yep. Yeah.
5: Yes, bro. I, I love the Carter. But man, I love getting into the mixtapes. I no ceilings will forever just hit me different, man. I, I just love no ceilings.
2: I love that, man. Well, thank you for sharing that uh that with us, Colton. I'm gonna go ahead and throw it over uh to the city on the hill, the thoroughbred of
4: lust. You it's know the about guy the best hair time. The,
2: I know the best hair in professional wrestling, the one and only Drake. Lee, Drake, why don't you take it from here and, and uh and see how you do
4: with my sloppy seconds? Well that was so that was so nice of <laughs> That was so nice. It's okay. Go ahead. It was so nice of you to take up the entire interview and give me 12 seconds. So thank you for that, Renee. But that's
2: okay. I like this Colton. kid. Leave me alone. This guy's great. I, lo- I love Colton. He's fantastic. Oh,
4: man. Well, I met Colton first. So, uh, you know, fight it. But Colton. <laughs> When I saw you at Dynamo, I knew that you were going to take off. There was not a doubt in my mind. What you did that night was set the roof on fire, and it was an absolute barn burner. But right now my question for you is this. What current product are you watching and studying more than any of them all? Man, uh, this is a lot of
5: people. I think a lot of people can agree with this, but I I love NXT. I love NXT so much. Uh, I mean, I could see myself in the fight pit, bro. Love that, I think I love I it it's got I can do I,
2: we were just talking about that earlier. the fight pit you no, know, a
5: lot of people, yes it, a lot of people are looking for gritty edges sometimes, man. what man, they say i mean I hear it all the time what what's wrong with I mean, how can you get much more tougher than the fight pit? I study nXT quite a bit, I love it i I've never been one to shy away from the current product. I am a little out of touch in the past couple weeks. But, man,
4: I, I'll always go to the NXT. I, I love what they're doing there. Without a doubt. And that's why, you know, Renee, I just touched base it earlier. You know, the product that they're bringing is just phenomenal. My question for you is this, and this is a generic one, but I want to pick your brain a little bit. You're Please. evolving fast. You're rising fast. What is your mindset going into 2021 knowing that this year, this last year, was kind of a wash year? And I even though it was – It was a wash year for for pretty much any live, you know, audience. You were still growing. And now how are you going to continue to grow in 2021 hoping, and I'm optimistic yes, that this pandemic is nearing its end? Man, I I really feel like I am just
5: going to be in a lot of different places. My face is going to be showing up all over the country, and I'm going to really be putting my stamp on the type of wrestling that I have been taught here in St. Louis and added my 417 flare too, man. And I really feel like St. Louis is about to get put on the map because I just feel like there's a lot of hungry dogs right here in that area. And, man, I, I just feel like it's has got to fester over. Like you said, a lot of people felt like it was a wash year. So there's a lot of dogs just chomping at the bit, ready to get out on 2021, man. And I feel like a lot of good stuff's about to come out of this Midwest area, man. And I am just I, – I, I think – more than anything, I think it's just the fuel that everybody got from 2020 is about to just be unleashed on 2021, man. And people are going to see a lot of good wrestling, and I'm just going to be a part of it, and I'm going to try and be a part of it every single place I can be.
4: Oh, don't don't be humble here. You're going to be leading the charge. Let's just be honest here in the Midwest. <laughs> Let's just kind be of honest.
2: I agree with that. I agree with that. <laughs> but... hold on,
4: hold on. Man, that? No, Renee, man, baby. Renee agreed with me. Did you hear that? Oh
2: yeah, baby, let's go. <laughs>
4: <laughs> well, y'all well, y'all before, made me blush and cry at
5: the same time, baby. Are uh,
2: you killing it, bro? It's, it's the truth. I mean, just it real re- quick, Drake, I just I, I wanna say that if you guys haven't already, world league wrestling on YouTube, uh, I know Dynamo's got some of your stuff as well. So if you guys are like, who the hell is this Colton Walt character? Just look him up, just put in his name, and you guys will find stuff from Dynamo, and you'll find stuff from uh, World League Wrestling. Just a quick plug there for our friends. Uh, if you guys want to see Colton Ball's matches, go ahead, Drake.
4: Oh, thank you for cutting me off again, Renee. I appreciate that. <laughs> oh, thank <laughs> you, God. baby. Oh, I thought I was going to get the auto-tune. No, so <laughs> even though Renee kind of threw me off track here, Colton, because, you know, he's, he, he does that. He, he throws sh- subtle jabs in there to throw me off my game.
2: Stay sharp. Stay I sharp. Have-
4: I'm always sharp and classy, but here we go, Colton. If I could ask you one question, I've wanted to since I met you at Dynamo, it's this. What is the shortest amount of time you spend in the gym? Because I'm just going to be honest. It's like looking at a marble structure. (laughs) Usually, man, stretching alone
5: usually takes me about 30 minutes. I would say the minimum, if you go with Colton to a gym, you're going to be in there for about an hour and 45 minutes. No doubt. And 30 minutes is going to be
4: stretching. I like to hear that. Do you do any DDPY?
5: Oh, I'm a huge advocate. Thank you for bringing it up, man. Everybody do your yoga, please. It will change your life. I'm here to say this is not – everybody always asks me. DDPY is the truth. Do it. This is coming from me. Everybody's like, oh, my gosh, you're already so built. Bro, it will literally take your game to the next level. I don't care what you are doing. Athletes normal, whatever you're doing,
4: do some DDPY. You know, you weren't the first one to tell me that. Actually, Sadie Blaze is a huge proponent of that as well.
5: Bro, I would tattoo it
4: on my forehead if I could. (laughs) (laughs) Well, here's here's my other question for you, and I've wanted to hear this one more than anything. If you could advise yourself before you started wrestling in matches, one thing, what would it be? Like before I
5: ever started wrestling,
4: a single match, or before every single match, before your first wrestling match, if you could tell yourself one thing and one bit of advice that you know now, what would it be?
2: <sighs> That's a beautiful question.
5: I'm gonna if, go. Well,
4: thank you. Not a lot of people compliment me like they should, but thank you, Colton. Bro, yeah. <laughs> that half the half the job is gotta throw out the question,
5: brother. Man. <laughs> If, if, if I could tell myself one thing, man, it would really just be, uh, honestly, just live in the moment. Take in all your surroundings. I mean, feed off those people. That's honestly, what, more than anything, feed off those people, man. They, they are the life. And they will literally guide you through anything,
4: bro. They are they're why you're there. Exactly. I mean, without without them, there's, there's no show. <laughs> there's no wrestling matches. Bang, there's no baby. being champion and being a tag team champion for WLW, right? Exactly, brother. Well, Renee, before I give it back to you, even though you took every bit of interview time that I had, which, you know, it's fine. You know, I, I get it. Colton.
2: We got plenty I of have... time. What are you mad about?
4: What <laughs> am I mad about?
2: <laughs> we got plenty of I... time.
4: You muted my microphone when I was asking questions. That's what I'm mad about. Oh, you're
2: a liar. You're a big, fat liar, Drake Lee.
4: Well, I wanted to pick Colton's brain on this because we touched on it earlier with high spots. And, Colton, I don't mean to throw you under the bus at all or or even try to put you on the spot because I'm not really throwing you under the bus. I'm putting you on a little bit of a spot. And, you know, it wouldn't be an interview without Drake Lee without getting a little bit of not controversy but a little bit of, of color in the picture, if you will. So my question is we talked about um, the Undertaker's podcast with Joe Rogan earlier, and if you had a chance, did you have a chance to listen to it? I got in there for a little bit. I did, yes. And Are you talking about you, the Joe I,
5: Rogan podcast with the Undertaker?
4: Yes, whenever he's talking about yes. the I, current I, product. I, yes. And... yes. Awesome. I did touch on that awesome. a little bit. I thought it was a great, great episode of the the podcast. But my question—I did too—because Renee and I were, were talking about this earlier. We're kind of agreeing to disagree, but still agreeing. Do you agree with what the Undertaker's saying with, with the guy, how the, the wrestlers in the in you know in the locker room are handling their business today than and and past and past eras? Do you agree with it? Is it is it just a, a difference of opinion? What are your thoughts on that? Huh, give it to me one more time. I'm so
5: sorry, Drake. My stuff was cutting off. One more time, brother. I apologize. Oh, don't you
4: don't have to be sorry to me. Only Renee has to. But oh no, my no. God, you know, Kiss my
0: ass quickly.
4: <laughs> wow, that was vulgar. I think that actually might be sexual harassment in some states, so I have to have a lawyer look into that. But <laughs> oh my, my question is, Colton. Do you agree with uh, what is your standpoint on what the Undertaker was kind of talking about? Where he was he was discussing with Joe Rogan the the atmosphere in the locker room with with some of the wrestlers. You know, he, the famous line in that segment was, you know, playing video games. And I kind of agreed to disagree uh. with Renee on that do you think what the undertaker said is just kind of a difference of opinion or a difference of perspective, given the, the, you know, the era he, he thrived in and was kind of, you know, raised into and and developed himself or, or do you agree yeah. with, with his mindset?
5: No, I kind of with what you're saying, man. I mean, what it was just a different era back then. And I, you can't knock the man for that. If you just grew up in that era, I'm sure it would just be a lot more intense back there. And there's, and it's I'm not going to ever call anybody that does this soft because I mean by all means, brother, they they're putting it out on the line. I I I don't necessarily disagree with what he's saying, but or I don't agree with what he's saying, but I mean, with every era there is going to be differences, man, and and I I love the like like Renee said, one of the last things I heard before I got off was that there's no better time to be a wrestling fan, man. And I just feel like you can get every touch of wrestling, man. And so, man, it I would just say it was his era, it was different back then.
4: But I mean, there ain't no need to knock any other era. I couldn't have put it better myself. I honestly couldn't. I think that's that's exactly what I wanted. That's exactly my viewpoint on it. Completely.
2: Well, Drake, I mean, if you don't, it it's just Go, go ahead, Colton.
4: I, I do mind. I you do mind. Go ahead, Renee. Go ahead.
2: Well well listen, I, I, I love that you guys are talking about this because uh those have been listening to the show for a while, you guys know that as much as I love wrestling, I love NBA basketball even more. I, I grew up down in Miami, I'm a South Florida kid, and so that's always Ooh. been my sport. And, and and I think Colton from from what I saw on your social and stuff, you kinda get into some basketball as well. You're for the culture and all that, and, you know, uh, we can talk about that a little bit more next time. Uh, I also was going to ask you, and maybe we'll save it for the next conversation about, you know, Black Wrestlers Matter, if you would ever be interested in being in something like that. Uh, Again, we'll save that for the next combo because I I know that's probably something important to you as well. But um, the way I look at it is kind of like with Shaq and Donovan Mitchell. And uh, a week or two ago, Donovan Mitchell... Yes, sir. Uh, I know you know what I'm talking about. So Donovan Mitchell came on the uh, NBA on TNT, had a killer game, probably the best player of the game. And I think Shaq was trying to, like, inspire Donovan Mitchell, but it didn't come across very well. And I think it's the same thing with Undertaker. I think these OGs are trying to get a rise out of the young guys to see if they're willing to kind of take it to the next level. And I think the approach is wrong. Uh, The way that it came from Undertaker, I think, is kind of a slap in the face to all the young guys who love and respect him so much. Really, it's the younger generation that's putting him over as a legend. Let's be honest, and I think the OGs Mm -hmm. decided that sometimes, right? Same thing with Shaq. Shaq was talking to Donovan Mitchell, and Shaq, instead of saying, "Hey, you know what, kid? You know you're you're good, but I don't think you're great yet. You know, I see it coming, or whatever," he's like, "I, "I don't think you have what it takes to take your team over the top." And Donovan Mitchell's answer was like, "Okay." I'm sorry, his, his answer was short and simple, and it was like, okay, and that was it. Yes. So it. So instead of getting the reaction that he expected, like, no, I know what you're saying, Shaq, I know we got to do more or whatever, he just shut down. And I think, to be honest, Colton, you being that next generation, I think it's so important for the OGs to remember that young guys got feelings too, and, and maybe even more than what we used to. So you got to talk to these guys a little bit different and try to relate to them. Because if you're good, coming off on this disrespectful stuff, the young guys are just going to shut you off, period, point blank. Am, am I right about that, Colton? Am I, I kind of mm-hmm. going in the mm-hmm. right direction with that? Because I, I feel like Renee, world, we're you, basically on the same you page. You took the that. words
5: out of my mouth, bro. You took the words out of my mouth, Renee. So sometimes, bro, and, and I know it's a product of the generation. They they love to give out that tough love. They love to shove right. out that tough love. And I know, I know that's what they're giving out. And, and I see it a lot in the generation before me. And, and, you know, and the fact of the matter is we were all raised in different environments. Some people can take that tough love and others just shut down, man. And so, and like you said, we they, the older generation does have to know that we have feelings, but man, I, I believe the older generation does know that at times, man. And sometimes, I, I mean, I'm not saying this, this new generation is soft by any means, but, like any generation, you're going to have your softies, and not all messages are going to be perceived the same. So I, I do agree that, you know, I'm okay with that tough love. I'm going to take it well, but I can't guarantee you the guy next to me is. And so if, you, if you're going to bring out a message to the masses, you need to make sure it's perceived well by all. But if it's a message like that, that Shaq one was a little bit different because it was a national setting, even though he was trying to do it in a one-on-one environment, maybe Live that wasn't the time the to spot. give him tough love.
2: Yes,
5: sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yep. That's a great point. I
2: completely agree. Speaking of the interaction between the the older generation and the new generation, and this will be my last question so we can get in the shooting shot tonight, you've been around a lot of incredible talent. We talked about Adam Cole uh, a little bit earlier, your time with Harley Race. Have you had a moment yet where you're like, oh, my, I can't believe I actually do this. Was it like a moment, a match, a meeting? What was it for you up to this point in your career?
5: Oh man. Oh man. Yeah. No doubt when I met Teddy Long, I about fell over. Uh play <laughs> Man, play that, that that's, that's that's when uh that that really that really kinda uh just made my heart flutter because uh my dad, me and him would always get, I mean, stupid lit when every time that he announced Undertaker to come out. And it was, you know, there for the longest time, you know, before social media, I just thought it was me and my dad's joke. And then once everything came out, you know, it was kind of what he was known for. And, you know, (laughs) once I figured it out, man, it just meant so much to me. And uh, then to see him, for him to be the general manager of the night for that WLW event, uh, it was truly incredible. Man, he he announced uh that me and uh Moses were gonna do a tag team match and man I could have fell over right there, man. It was it was unreal. It it was pretty wild. And and there was also another moment when uh Chris Masters actually came out and saved me and Moses from an attack, and that's when I kinda looked up to Chris Masters, just absolutely got this old boy. He got Austin Cravens. Had him in the master lock, looking like a pretzel ragdoll on him, and I said, "My God!" I was like, "This, this is unreal." Beast, by the way. Yeah, yes, Austin's yes, crazy. he is, man. He's the yeah. dude, bro. He's the dude. But yeah, man, that, that was the only times I really, I, I got them big eyes, man. I I, I couldn't handle it. Mark out moment. It was beautiful.
2: <laughs> it was, bro. Mark, it was. Mark out That's man. That's so crazy, man. I knew this interview was gonna be wild. And you know what? We're going to take advantage of that energy that the fans, that Leslie uh, here on the Facebook Live was talking about a little bit earlier. Since this is your first time on the show, let me go ahead and break it down for you. Here, in a couple of moments, we're going to hit a song. It's kind of an old-school Limp Bizkit song, uh, or maybe we're playing something different now. Hoss will have to tell me. But anyway, each one of us gets like 30, 45 seconds to just shoot. Uh, it can be wrestling related, something that's pissing you off in the pro wrestling world, or it can be about gas prices, how a bag of chips only comes halfway full. It doesn't really matter. We just want high energy. Anything that is on your mind that you want to get off your chest, this is the time and place to do it, bro. My question is, as your first time on the show, are you willing to join myself and Drake in tonight's edition of the Wrestle Talk Podcast, shoot and shout segment?
5: I one thousand percent will because I read an article about two hours ago that I've been waiting to yell
2: about. Oh, perfect. Hell All right, yeah. I love it. So so if this is okay, Drake, I'll go first, you can follow me, and then we'll let Colton close it out. Is that fine?
4: I guess it has to be, once again. Sounds perfect. I <laughs>
2: see. If the guests like it, I'm good with it. Hardcore house, you know what to
0: do, baby. Let's get into it. <laughs>
2: My people, I am ready for my 30 to 45 seconds, and I'm going to keep it short and sweet. Today, I'm going off on all the people who continue to encourage this man talking down our sport. And who am I talking about? I'm talking about none other than everyone's favorite Jim Cornette, and let me tell you, this shooting shot isn't just me being pissed off, it's also me being a little happy, because he went after the Ayatollah of rock and roll, Chris Jericho, and he got put in his place, and I love it when guys use their mind when dealing with trolls, because as much as I love Jim Cornette, he is very much a troll, He went after Chris Jericho. He continues to go after Chris Jericho in AEW. I think him and Brian Lash should focus on talking about back in the day. Instead of commenting on everything that's going on right now, because everything they have to say about what's going on right now is pretty disrespectful. Chris Jericho, in case you guys missed it, put out a tweet where he was responding to all the criticism from Jim Cornette, and he kept it short and sweet, and I don't think he could have said it any better and I'm going to go ahead and read that tweet to you guys because it's perfect. And this is at I am Jericho, like he needs me to plug his Twitter. He says, I've been told that Jim Cornette and his sidekick, the great Ryan Lass, continually bury me for everything I do and say. My response is this. And, by the way, leave it to a Canadian to place things perfectly in their perspective. I love Canada. He says, have at it. You're entitled to your opinions, and I'm honored to provide content that helps you pay your bills. Best of luck to you both. If most of us handled our haters that way, we would have a lot less haters because you can't do with somebody who's humble and on a whole other level than you, and that's what Chris Jericho demonstrated. There's a lot of podcasts out there that spend the whole show talking about how terrible this is and how terrible that is. Number one, the Talk podcast won't do that ever because we love professional wrestling, and number two, if we ever have hate coming our way, which we've had a little bit of that here recently, CJ, I mean, uh, uh, Drake, you know all about that. That's how you handle it. You handle it with class, with dignity, and you're always one step ahead and one level higher than your haters that's all I got to say. That's my shooting shop for tonight. Drake, you know what to do, Daddy. Take it.
4: Oh, okay, hold on. You can't just call me Dad. Well, a lot of people do, but then you, you, you insult me. Be- you went over a minute and a half. Colton, did you notice that? It was supposed to be 45 <laughs> seconds and turn into three oh, minutes. shut your damn mouth. That's none of my – I'm. hey, hey, hey. That's pretty inappropriate, <clears throat> <throat> Renee. I-, I think that we need to stay to task here. So I'm going to ask. Bro, I'm
2: just trying to keep. Bro, I, I'm trying to match Colton's energy, okay? That's what I'm trying to do. I'm sorry if <laughs> I didn't. went over 12 seconds. Jeez Louise, Papa Cheese.
4: <laughs> Two minutes. But it, anyway, let's start my timer. I'll be perfectly at time. I hate when I get on my Facebook and I see these 30 plus year olds whining about their life. Oh, oh, I lost my job. My God, nothing's going to get better. I'm 22 years old, and I have accomplished it all because of my mindset. And do you know what that is, Renee and Colton? It's not whining and bitching every time someone throws you a wrench in life. Get up off your ass, and dust the pants off, and go take life by the balls like the city on the hill does. I'm just saying, it all comes down to a mindset. That's all I got to say. 45 seconds, Renee. Hey, well that, done, was right? that was beautiful. That was beautiful. That was nice. Hey, I'm going
5: sh- to shoot mine real quick. And I'm going to take a complete turn right here. It'll be 30 seconds. I read an article earlier today that MLB will not have a Hall of Fame class this year. Barry Bonds didn't make it. Curt Schilling didn't make it. A couple OGs didn't make it. I believe Roger Clemens, just due to their personal life. Put men in the Hall of Fame if their sporting life was good. They deserve nice. it. A-freaking-men. that's all I got. Pete Rose a Hall of men. Fame.
2: Pete Rose for the Hall of Fame. I love that. Drake, what do you think?
4: I agree. No one took a better tombstone than Pete Rose.
2: <laughs>
4: <laughs> <Yes>!
2: <laughs>
5: Man, I wish we had video so we could bring that up, bro.
2: I forgot about that, bro. You're right. He did take the hell out of that tombstone. <laughs>
4: And, you know and crazy? he got paid, not to cut you off, but fun fact, he got paid in cash, and this is confirmed by multiple people. He went and left Mania to go gamble. Swear to God that's a true story. Oh, about <laughs> 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 Bro, you, you know
0: baseball.
2: what's even crazier than that? Bro, he's in the WWE Hall of Fame, but he's not in the MLB Hall of Fame. If that doesn't hey, mean, mean nothing, 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 isn't that crazy? That's crazy.
5: Right, give him something at least.
2: That man
0: deserves Fucking bullshit.
2: Oh, my gosh, the Irish shit. <laughs> oh, man. Yo. I'm done with you guys. <laughs> well, Drake, Colton, without a doubt, this has been one of the funnest, highest energy interviews that we've done in a long time. Uh, Jeremy Carp, the maestro, thank you for, 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 you know, getting with the contact and, and making everything happen. We, we want to make sure we shout you out. Hoss, thank you, as always, for handling your business behind the boards. Colton, two things before you go, bro. Number one, welcome in as the newest member of the WrestleTalk family, and please tell people where they can see you and find you and hear you and smell. Okay, maybe you don't want to tell people where they can smell you. But my point is, how do people follow Colton on social media?
1: Please,
5: thank you so much. For one, guys, I wanted to say thank you so much for the opportunity to be here. You two are both beautiful human beings, and thank you so much. Second, you can get at me at VotColton on Instagram, VotColton on Twitter. And also, we are soon, we have a website under construction, ColtonVot.com, and there will also be a Roku channel that will have all my matches, podcasts, and any live stream events will be on there as well. I wanted to say thank you guys once again so, so
4: much for the opportunity to come on here and talk. Great. It was great. It was great. No, Colton, thank you. Uh, one of my all-time favorite uh, interviews that I did whenever I was conducting interviews before I started beating the hell out of Magnifico was actually yours. I thought that was that was the most fun I've had. It was a great joy to, to watch you uh, beat the hell out of, out of some Dynamo Pro guys, oh. even though I love all my Dynamo Pro wrestlers. And it, I just can't wait to see what you accomplish, man, for real. Likewise, brother. Likewise. Thank you.
2: Tip of the iceberg, and mark my words, this kid will be everywhere. Within the next two to three years, you're going to have a hard time not knowing who Colton Bolt is. Mark my words. Tell them the night I'll said it first, because I said it right here on episode 230. Of the Wrestle Talk podcast, brother, we will catch you down the road. It's time for us to get into a break. Drake, why don't you go ahead and throw us in the break, and we'll be back in two minutes and thirty seconds with hour number two of the Wrestle Talk podcast.
4: Ladies and gentlemen, Colton bought once again one of the most exciting interviews we have ever done here on the Wrestle Talk podcast. And now, as we prepare for Madman Pondo, stay tuned for the best professional wrestling podcast. In the world, the WrestleTalk Talk Podcast with Drake and Renee. Let's go hit the music.
2: Right, what up? Night out. Nightmare Jones. What up, Wrestle Talk fam? Do it for y'all. Check me out. Kicking the door, wave in the fourth fall. Even them haters can't hate us no more. So unlock your door, cause we got some more. Every Wednesday we're here, keeping it raw. Night out, Nightmare Jones, and all the best jets. Like a double barrel pointed right at your chest. WrestleTalksPodcast.com. Smashing and killing it like the night at the prom. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to hour number two. Of the Wrestle Talk Podcast Featuring yours truly the night owl And my surprise partner For the evening Drake Lee I still don't have an explanation As to where the hell Nightmare Jones went We were supposed to do the show together this week And all of a sudden he went and disappeared on me Drake, I will admit though I really, really enjoyed The first hour of the show I thought we, we got along And even though we disagreed along the way We were able to put that to the side And not interfere with the guest And and make them uncomfortable and all that stuff So uh, I gotta admit well, I'm kind of well, looking hold forward on. to the second Not hour to... with you I'm, I'm looking Not forward
4: to Yeah me too but I'm sorry for cutting you off But and our guest didn't give us a Shitty joke Ooh lock and barrel Shots fired Okay <laughs> oh Well know,
2: okay, me... uh, Let's just move on right, right there Sorry I... What Yeah
0: <laughs> yes, can it be? Let's oh, no. Could it be? Could it be?
1: The one and only.
0: X on the beat. Hey, hey.
2: Are you here
0: What's up
2: (laughs) Yeah Drake Take that Nightmare Jones Finally unlocked that closet you put him in And he's finally here Take that Drake Lee
4: Well if if I can say something Really quick You know I was leading up Because I might have had some inside information on this I was going to lead up to letting Joe take the reins, because we all know how really? he feels about Madman Pondo, because, and I, I love him too, yeah. but I could not, could not, because people call me a lot of mean names, asshole, douche a lot of things, but...
2: Heartless, cold-blooded.
4: Successful, rich, you know, all the above. Selfish, self-interested. <laughs> I can keep going. True, true, and I wear them all with pride, because, you know, that's what made me
3: <laughs> a lot of money. But there's one but thing... That Drake Lee's not, Renee. Do you know what the one thing that Drake Lee is not? Uh, He's he's not Nightmare
2: Jones.
3: He's not Nightmare Jones and he's not better than Manifico. Oh! oh. <laughs> <laughs> got him! <he. laughs>
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> got <telling> him! <laughs> <laughs> Alright,
2: but something. Joe, we got Great talk. Drake, go ahead and put yourself over like you always do. We're
4: waiting. Oh, Jesus. Oh, my God. Let me tell you something, Joe. I thought we were Uh-oh. friends, okay? <laughs> we, we exchange numbers. We talk about Renee all the time. You say nasty things, and I never tell Renee and Jeremy what you say about them. But, but here we're at. I, I, I had to do what I had to do to Magnifico. I mean, come on, Joe. If you were to watch what they were doing to me up in Mount Vernon, you understand why I beat him. Like a government mule. And this Saturday, when I do it again, I'm going to think about what you just said. And you can apologize to Magnifico for that. So you know what? I don't think I'm going to take this abuse much longer, okay, because obviously Joe and Renee have this, this symbiotic, this coexistent partnership that just can't be paralleled apparently. So, so what am I doing here? Who the hell's Drake Lee? Who the hell's the city on the hill? The millionaire at 20- twenty? Who is it? I Guess it's not me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> 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 oh, Hardcore Hoss is on point tonight. I love it. Uh, yeah. Go ahead, and finish Drake. Sorry.
4: I'm not gonna take this abuse much more. I see the comments in the in the section. I I, I hear all these nasty things, and it's just because people would get a little scared when a young guy with money and great looks comes into the room. And, Joe, I forget – I can't even say that anymore. Joe, I think you need to think about what you just said, and I think that Renee is encouraging this, and I think Jeremy is too. And it just shows. It just shows that I get ganged up on all the time. I mean, we had a great hour, and this is what happens, Renee. Are you happy now?
2: Well, Drake, I have to be honest with you. I do love seeing you eat a little humble pie. But I also, it, it's not missed on me that, that deep down inside that, that heart of yours, reminiscent of Scar from The Lion King, you, you still found it in your heart to step out of the way. And I, I don't think you secured the closet well enough, in all honesty. But anyway, your your story that you want to let Joe be a part of the Madman Pondo interview It sits well with me. I think that there may be still a glimmer of hope for you yet.
4: Well, this is the last time I'm being nice because obviously it backfired. So, you know, just enjoy it. Everyone sit here and enjoy the generosity that just spewed disgustingly from my mouth. It won't happen again. It made me sick.
2: (laughs) All right, Drake. Well, I think there's a car waiting for you outside. We will hopefully catch you on the show next week.
4: Let's hope so. If I don't get treated better, I don't know.
2: Well, you're getting paid. Now you got to deal with it. Sorry, buddy. I
4: guess. Okay, guys. I'll see you next week. Good luck with your interview. Like always, it's been a pleasure. And the success story of all time is out. Thank you all.
2: Oh, my gosh. Joe, I am so happy that you made it out of wherever he locked you in, bro. How the hell have you been? It feels like forever since we've done a show together, man. What in the in the wrestling world has Nightmare Jones excited, Brian? We got a couple of minutes before Madman Pondo. I want to hear from you, bro. What the hell's been up,
3: man? What's got me excited in in the wrestling world? I'm just itching to get back into wrestling uh, again. I'm I'm itching for my wrestling shows to to come back. I got brand new referee gear. I'm 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 ready. To go, I'm still collecting my, my belt I added another belt So yeah, I'm uh, I, I've, I've it, Belts have become like, like like a tattoo to me Like once you get one You want to get more and more and more and more and more But once you get one belt You want to get more and more and more and more and more So yeah, it's 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 kind of crazy Dude,
2: that is kind of crazy I, I also wanted to ask you this This upcoming Sunday We're going to have um, King Cade Retro Zone in the house, we're going to have Esports Bar KC in the house We're going to have the Iceman In the house, and also Kirk Cannon in the house What I want to know is Nightmare Jones is going to be at the WrestleTalk Podcast Slash Fantasy Wrestling Worldwide Chapter, Royal Rumble Skype Watch Party On Sunday starting at 5pm Central Time We haven't got confirmation It sounds like Drake's going to be there Maestro said he was going to be there Now the people want to know, are you going to be there?
3: Does Drake Lee have an ego?
2: Without a doubt, yes.
3: So, there's your answer right there. <laughs> so,
2: 100%
0: guaranteed.
2: <laughs> it sounds like the Talk family is going to be happy to have you there. And as you know, Joe, it is our very, very first time doing this. And uh, it wouldn't be possible without the WrestleTalk family, without our wonderful sponsors like Rathbun's Engraving. By the way, guys, these mugs are on sale right now, uh, 20 bucks with the engravement. Uh, usually uh, it goes 20 plus $5 for the engrave. If you want to get the whole mug with the engraving, it's $20 plus shipping. Uh, we're running a special for you guys. Uh, more information by going over to WrestleTalkPodcast.com, or you can just DM myself, Joe, uh, Hardcore Haas, Luke Roberts Drake Lee, the maestro Jeremy Karp, any one of us can get you hooked up If you're looking for something To put your root beer float Or you just like ice cold beer Make sure you pick up your Talk Podcast mug ASAP With all that said Joe I did have one other question for you Relating to the world of professional wrestling uh, And that has to do With this merger That we were talking about earlier uh, pertaining to the Peacock, NBC, and the WWE. I know you're a longtime subscriber to the WWE Network. On its face, do you think this is a good deal or a bad deal for the consumer? What are your thoughts?
3: I think that it is a, a great deal because it gives everybody the opportunity to not just watch the WWE Network, but there's all kinds of different stuff on uh, on Peacock, and I think that uh, that that this is 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 really really good for the WWE network. Um, the only thing that that I have an issue with is there are two different uh, tiers in Peacock. There's the free, or it's like it's like free, or it's like it's, 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 it's the lower tier. Is ad has nothing but like ads, so like like it's riddled with like ads, and the higher tier is like ten dollars a month, but you have no ads, so you can have a lot of wrestling fans that are gonna be watching TV, watching uh, pay per views, and they're gonna have ads all over the freaking place. So yeah, that's the only issue I have with it.
2: Well, here's my question to you: if that's your concern, Joe doesn't it kind of cancel it out because you're going to be saving 4 or 5 bucks if you go with the ad version if you continue to pay the 9.99 not only will you continue to have the WWE network content then you also get the Peacock content so if everything exactly. stays the same if everything stays the same you're still paying 9.99 is that not enough to to appease you or do you feel like Hey, if you really oh, want yeah. to be excited about it, get rid of the ads and give it to me for $5.
3: What do you, what do you think? I am definitely, definitely excited about it. I I, I think that, that 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 it's a good move. Um You can tell that ESPN is kind of pissed at, about it because they've already started taking off the WWE uh content off of their uh, stuff. So, yeah, ESPN is kind of pissed about it. <laughs>
2: yeah, they are kind of pissed about it. and A lot of people are saying that it's it's maybe a little bit of a desperation move because we all heard just a few days ago that NBC Sports uh, is going to be discontinued and all their content yes. from there is being distributed throughout other networks. So uh, that was something that I definitely thought was was interesting. And the other thing that I've been thinking about, bro, and it's crazy that we're leading into <laughs> we're leading into a Royal Rumble pay per view. And we have basically yet to discuss it here on tonight's show. So I'm curious to know, do you have any predictions for the Royal Rumble? Who do you think or who are you hearing may be making an appearance? Or are there matches already set and on the books that you're excited about? I'm curious, Joe, what are you looking most forward to when it comes to the Royal Rumble?
3: Um, I am actually pretty excited about the Royal Rumble for, for the men I'm thinking that it, it's it's either going to be Daniel Bryan or AJ Styles winning the Royal Rumble. For the women, I'm thinking that it's either going to be Bianca Belair or Alexa Bliss. Uh, we already know that 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 the Fiend's going to make an appearance at the Royal Rumble because everything happened Monday night. Um, the Kevin Owens match is, is going to be freaking awesome because Kevin Owens and oh, Roman me. Reigns have had this awesome uh, uh, feud build-up. The only match I'm not looking forward to is Goldberg because I could care less about Goldberg. <laughs> <laughs> Are
2: you still pissed off about that,
3: bro? You Dude, you got about all about that? these different believe. wrestlers that, that could be getting this push, and who do you have going up against Drew McIntyre? Goldberg. At, at right. what point did Goldberg have a match To to decide that he could go for the title well, He I just mean, came in and it, said I'm going for, for for the title But I will say this The one thing well, I'm, I'm glad about this, this whole Goldberg thing Is last week we got to see our boy Gilberg Come on to Raw TV again
2: Yes <laughs> Dwayne Gill, the big homie bro You know we love Dwayne Gill. He's a, he's a member of the WrestleTalk family Absolutely loves it. Sometimes he just tunes in and watches the show. Not necessarily always comes on as a guest. So, yeah, that was pretty awesome. I was excited to see uh, Gilberg, a.k.a. Dwayne Gill, on there, man. What, what a class act. What a great dude. And it's awesome to see him back on TV after so many years, bro. It was fantastic.
3: Right? Absolutely.
2: 100%. Well, you know what, Joe? If that got you excited, let me tell you what's up next. Once again... We're going to have the honor and the privilege of bringing on a current member of the WrestleTalk family. And, Joe, last time we had this man on, we talked about everything. We talked about Girl Fright. We talked about his career uh, in the Mm -hmm. early days, setting a precedent for what we now consider to be deathmatch wrestling, the Matt Tremonts of the world. These guys wouldn't exist if it wasn't for this guy. And I know it sounds like I'm doing the intro, but I'm not, bro, because I want to give you the opportunity to do it, knowing what a big fan you are, knowing that your heart goes, you know, you, you got your heart it, it, deep inside of it. You're a big-time juggalo, bro. So why don't you do the honors this go-around and introduce uh, our upcoming guest?
3: Man, I am so excited about this. This is one of my favorite guests that, that we have on to the podcast. I've been following Mad Man Pondo for quite some time, and I know he does a lot of stuff in Indiana. He's doing a, uh, a, a thing where you you, you can uh, have lunch with, with him and a bunch of wrestlers like uh, Charlie Cool in West Virginia. One day I will meet Man Man Pondo. That is a goal of mine. One day I will meet Man Man Pondo. This man is an absolute legend in deathmatch wrestling and wrestling in general, and you know it, it's uh, he is a fellow juggler as well as myself. So it is my honor and privilege to bring on the man, the myth, the legend, the man that needs no introduction, the one and only Madman Pondo.
0: What's up, guys? Can you hear me?
1: What's yes, going
3: sir, on? I'm clear? How's it going? Hey, I've been
1: listening. I've been listening to your podcast for just a little bit while you guys was getting ready for me, and I have a joke for you. Are you ready? Okay.
3: What's it. up? <laughs> knock,
1: knock. Who's exactly. there? Drake Lee. Drake, <laughs> Drake <laughs> Lee. Who?
0: Exactly. <laughs> oh no 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 no! <laughs>
2: uh, <laughs> all right. Oh. Hey, Hoss. Hoss, wait, wait, wait. Hey, a uh, hardcore Hoss, our audio engineer, bro. I love you for that drop, but we did not need, do it. I mean, we didn't need it. I'm legitimately dying over here. <laughs> oh
3: my God, goodness! I love
2: you, Pondo. Welcome back.
1: Wow, thanks guys man i i uh since the last time we've talked i've got a few things going on and i thought now's the time to talk a little shit and and see what you guys is up to and let's see if we all Absolutely. match this and and have a good time for an hour right
3: exactly okay. i i'm i'm telling you i have been uh i i am a a a a a follower of yours on on your facebook page so... I've I watch your videos of you walking across the bridge. One of these days, I'm going to walk across that bridge with you. One of these days. Well,
1: it, it got really cold out, so yeah. I uh, I stopped walking the bridge, and I'm fat again. You know how that shit goes. But all I got to <laughs> do is get motivated and, and start walking again or or stop eating like a fucking goat, and I'll be doing fine. But you know how that goes. But, uh. Uh, but we're here, you know, so let's have a good time and, and uh yeah, man, come on down uh during the summer and walk that bridge with me, but during the winter you'll be on your own.
3: I definitely I definitely, <laughs> definitely will. Like you 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 you've got quite a things, uh quite a few few things coming up. Uh one of them is uh you're gonna be wrestling for uh I believe it's Fight Underground against a guy named Bull Bronson in a Bob dwyer death match. That's going to be an awesome match.
1: Yeah, February 25th down in Anna, Illinois. Uh, So, New Jack had – I was supposed to wrestle New Jack last time, and New Jack had leg surgery, so New Jack managed Bull Bronson. Bull Bronson put my head outside the ropes, and New Jack hit Bull Bronson instead of me. So, the way he sees it, we got unfinished business. So, what better way to finish it and clinch it with, uh, with barbed wire boards outside the ring, inside the ring, and let's figure out who's going to be on top by the end.
3: Oh, man, New Jack. Man, if anybody would, would wrestle New Jack, I, I could see you wrestling new, new Jack because whatever he would do to you, you'd do to him ten times more. So,
1: man. well, That's kind of our M.O. That's kind of what we do every time we've wrestled. <laughs> uh,
3: so, what else has been up, man?
1: Well, uh, let's get the depressing part out of the way. Uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with him. I don't know what area you're in. But, uh, man, 2020 sucks so bad, but 2021 hasn't started out all that great. Because uh my my buddy Vic Philpot, are you guys familiar with him? He's like one of the one of the biggest fans in this area and uh from what I understand uh I, I, I'm not for sure, but I do believe that it was COVID, but uh he passed away from COVID and I just you know, wanna give a big R I P to Vic Philpot. But the one that hit me the hardest was Tracy Smothers, like if you got yeah. to do anything about Tracy Smothers, he
0: uh, he yeah. would stand at
1: that he would he would sit at that curtain and watch the wrestlers and and yep either tell them they did a great job or help them with with what they needed to work on. Uh, yeah, wrestling wrestling lost a good brother with Tracy Smothers.
3: I would would have to agree one 100- hundred. I was uh, fortunate enough to uh, be able to referee a show with Tracy Smothers on it. He's been on; he was on the uh, podcast tra- twice, and the last time he was such a trooper that, they, that even though he was at the emergency room, getting hooked up to all these cables and stuff, he was still on the uh, podcast. Tracy Smothers was an absolute uh, angel to professionals. He's up in heaven right
1: now, saying everybody dies.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: oh, man Hey, oh,
2: that's a shoot, by the way, too, uh, Pondo like, he, we, I, And I told him, I said, brother He said, hold on, I was like, he's like, hold, on hold on And I'm like, alright, cool And you can hear a bunch of stuff going on in the background He goes, uh, sorry, fellas, uh, I just got to the emergency room uh, Unfortunately, I don't have a hot nurse uh, Just give me a second And they were, like, literally sticking syringes in his arm And doing it and he didn't give a shit. I said, No do it. I said, Bro, we'll reschedule. Don't worry about it. Bro, he wasn't having it. He's like, nah. He's like, I am gonna be sitting here for, for, for hours anyway. He's like, let's let's talk wrestling. That's what made him happy and so that that's there's no exaggeration of what Joe just said. That's that's a hundred percent shoot.
1: Anything that would take his mind off of it, I'm sure he was willing to do and wrestling was probably the best thing that that would help him get his mind off of, you know, what was going on in the world.
3: Amen. One hundred percent. Um. So, one of the uh, uh, last questions I I've, 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 I wanted to to ask you before I let Renee ask his questions is, there is a, a wrestler in near my area in in Pennsylvania uh, named Mickey Knuckles. I know that that uh, you know a lot about Mickey Knuckles. What are some of your experiences with Mickey Knuckles?
1: Uh I used to live with Mickey Knuckles, not with Mickey Knuckles, like Mickey Knuckles and her boyfriend, and uh mm-hmm. we had this other guy Jimmy felcher, and you know we we had we had our own place, and we all, it was just like uh, good times every night, you know so uh me and Mickey's pretty close. we've been up and down the roads, we've wrestled each other, we've tagged with each other. Uh, we've taken care of each other, but, uh, yeah, Mickey Knuckles is pretty solid. Did you say that she's from Pennsylvania,
0: though?
3: Oh, uh, that's what I thought that she was. Maybe I was wrong. I was was pretty sure that I, maybe I was thinking of somebody else. Maybe it's Lufisto that's from Pennsylvania.
1: Lufisto's from Canada, but uh, Mickey Knuckles <laughs> was down here in the Louisville, Kentucky area.
3: Okay, Kentucky. Okay, I was totally wrong. Nightmare Jones is wrong for the first time, Renee.
2: Oh, stop your damn lying, Joe. <laughs> Once per show, <laughs> tell the truth. <laughs> oh shit! Actually, I mean, Joe, I'll take actually, Go ahead,
0: March
1: twentieth, March twentieth in uh, Taylor, Michigan. Me and Mickey Knuckles is working for TKW, and I'm not sure what she's doing, but I'm in a uh, small death match tournament with seven other guys. That day, but I know Mickey's on the show She's on the flyer as well So if you're anywhere near Taylor, Michigan Come in and say hello to the both of us
2: We got some listeners Up there in Illinois and uh, Michigan So we'll make sure the word gets out And and, uh, before I jump in here With my questions, Pondo uh, I did want to uh, thank One of our wonderful sponsors uh, UFC Hall of Famer Pat Milicic And Jay Hollywood They have a series of podcasts uh, Everything Combat, The Conspiracy Farm They've been supporters of us for a very, very long time. So shout out to the UFC Hall of Famer, Pat Milicic and Jay Hollywood. Make sure you guys uh, give, them a, uh, give them a listen and tell them the Talk podcast sent you. Well, Pondo, I know you've been on before, and I didn't want to hit you with the same old BS. Like, where did you get your start? What was your favorite match? So what I came up with was a little bit of a word association. I'll throw out the name, and you just tell me the first thing that comes to mind. You want to, Are you game?
1: I'm in, man. Let's do it.
2: I want to make sure you want to partake. Let's go ahead and do it. First name, and we've already kind of talked about this a little bit, so we'll start there Mickey Knuckles.
1: Mickey Knuckles is awesome. Uh, she's a big part of Girl Fight. She helps me out a lot. And no problems with Mickey Knuckles. Five stars. Five stars, Mickey Knuckles.
2: All right. Word Association with Madman Pondo. Let's keep going here. What do you think, Pondo, when you hear the name?
1: Ian Rotten. That guy, he's a piece of shit, and uh, he is uh, probably um, one of the worst guys to do business with, but is also the guy who gave me my start. You know, people wouldn't know who Madman Pondo was without the guy, and forever, I never used to talk bad about him because of that fact, but now some shit came up. So, fuck that guy,
2: fuck that guy, all right, love it, love it, bro. The honesty from Pondo is second to none. Here's the next word association with man man Pondo, Pondo, what do you think when I say the three letters c z w
1: c z w from what I understand, is having a lot of trouble uh i mean they're being they're being overshot by t c w and i c w right now, but uh i don't know the I've got no problem with them, and never have I had a problem with them, but something about d j hyde and the fans in Philly just don't mesh all that well. Like I said, I've got no problem with DJ Hyde, but I think something there is killing CZW and, and uh, that's a big shame because CZW, when I was working there was, was with Zandig, hell of a fucking company. The, the, the fans were always there. And, and now I saw a picture of CZW's fans, uh, you know, in the past, not too long ago, but, uh, not not the same fans that, that used to pack the arenas, so I hope DJ Hyde figures out what he needs to do and get those fans back and keep CZW alive.
2: Absolutely. I think that'd be good and probably best for the pro wrestling community. What do you think, Pondo, when you think of the name Necro Butcher?
1: My brother, We we used to live together as well, and... We've been to Japan together. We've been to Mexico together. Uh, we, when right before the pandemic hit, we was doing a, a huge ass Necro Butcher uh, memorial match. Not memorial. Memorial is after you pass away. What, what am I trying to say? Uh, dedication. I don't know what it is, dedication. but uh, gotcha. we had all we had all these guys set to go, and then. Damn 2020 and COVID ruined it all, but uh, I still keep in uh, contact with Deco. Actually, the last time I saw him, he was the Greensman in uh, Dayton, Ohio, for the Dragons, and I went down to a game, and we went out to eat afterwards. But uh, whatever sickness he has right now, get that shit out of there. And, uh, you know, that's my brother, man. I, I, I want him to... I want to see him the next 10, 20 years.
2: We all do. We all do, Pondo. Absolutely. And, and, and I'm, I'm going to, just because I'm in Kansas City and uh, my, my partner, Nightmare Jones, is over in the Baltimore, Maryland, West Virginia area. I want to try to keep it a little local. So, what do you think, uh, Madman, when you hear the name uh, Pete Madden? What comes to mind when you think of
1: Pete love Pete Madden. Me and Pete Madden used to be the freaks of nature. I had the stop sign and he had a he he he's in a band so I think he was a drummer I don't know what he was but he had the sex symbol which was a, you know the symbol from a drum and it had sex on it real close real big and uh J- Dave Chapman which was, who was the shriek at the time was our manager and we all dressed alike and, and uh me and Pete both had long hair so we would do the whole uh uh bumblebee thing where uh, one would get in the other one would get out and and all that shit killer bees, sorry killer bees, but uh yeah, I love some Pete badman, and every once in a while we still talk on Facebook and uh I'll tell you a funny story about Pete uh I was scheduled to wrestle him one time, and I walked in the arena and I knew who he was, but I don't guess he knew who my face was. And it was a three-way between me, and him, and a guy named Manslaughter. And I walked over to Pete and I said, "Hey, Pete, how's it going?" And he kind of looked at me. He's like, "I don't know." I said, "Hey, Pete, what's up?" And he said, "Price Rice of China. Is that what you wanted to know?" And I was like, "I was like, uh, no." So I got back in the in the in the dressing room around Manslaughter, and I said. I don't know what's up with this Pete guy, but, uh, you know, there might be some trouble out there. Next thing I know, five, 10 minutes later, Pete's coming back and go, Oh my God, I had no idea you was a bad man. Pano, I'm so fucking sorry. Don't take that shit out on me and all this shit. But, uh, that was, that was, uh, Pete, man. Like Pete, Pete's the man.
2: Yeah, don't don't nobody want those Madman Ponder receipts, I'll tell you that shit. (laughs) Don't nobody want that. Not even Pete Madman. That's the kind of respect you have in the game, Pondo. Well, let's keep going because I'm having a lot of fun with this. Uh, All right, next name, uh, again, keeping it local here to the Midwest, Pondo, word association here. What comes to mind when you think of the name Izzy Blackwell?
3: Izzy
1: Blackwell, uh, I see him now down for uh, SNP because his son's wrestling, so Izzy always comes in. Uh, it's a shame that he's in a chair because we could still be battling to this day. But oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm all about some uh, Izzy Blackwell and now Damian Blackwell. So hey, Izzy wants me to wrestle Izzy wants me to wrestle Damian somewhere down the road, and and to me it would be a privilege and an honor to do so
2: keep the legacy going, man. Uh, I hear Damien's doing great. He's a real young guy, uh, but he definitely uh, has some great mentorship behind him. Uh, Pondo, what do you think when you hear the name John Cosper?
1: Love John Cosper. For the longest time – okay, so John Cosper did a book called uh, Bluegrass Wrestling, and he put a little section of me inside that book. Well, all these people kept telling John Cosper, hey, if you want a hell of a book – you need to write one about Madman Pondo. So he asked me – I bet he asked me every time he saw me for about two years. And I, I, I'm i the type of guy that I don't think anybody really cares what I have to say. So I really didn't uh, want to do it, you know. I kept saying, nah, because I just figured my book would, would wind up on the Dollar Tree, you know what I
0: mean,
1: the, the <laughs> on the yeah. shelf. But uh, finally uh, – Finally, I said, okay, let's do it. But by the time I was ready to do it, he was also working on Dr. D. David Schultz's book. What a
2: great book.
1: book So my book took longer because he was working on that one and mine at the same time. But now it's all put together, and I'm telling you, I've read it, and I know it's about me, but I was entertained while I was reading it. And I don't read books like I read The Great Gatsby because high school made me to back in the day, and and of mice and of mice and men. You know, I'm I'm a magazine guy where I got pictures to look at. I'm not no book reader, but I I can read this book and laugh at myself. So I'm hoping people go out there and uh, read the book. If you uh, are interested, it is for sale right now. It's called Memoirs of a Madman. It's for sale right now on Amazon.com, or you can go to EatSleepWrestle.com and talk to John Cosper about giving an autographed copy.
2: There you go, guys. EatSleepWrestle.com. Eat, and by the way, not to correct the guest, but Pondo, I'm sure this this uh, uh, you, you won't mind this. Uh, the book that you were mentioning uh, is actually Bluegrass Brawlers, and I'm actually looking at oh, it I'm myself. Oh, I'm sorry. Because I have your book, uh, I have The Diaries of a Madman, I have Bluegrass Brawlers, and I also have Louisville's Greatest Show, all written by John Cosper. So if you guys are like me, I still consider myself a novice as far as pro wrestling knowledge. If you want to learn, pick up a couple of John Cosper books. They're entertaining, they're fun, they're informative. That, that's, that's where you want to go to, if you want to get a grasp of, of pro wrestling uh, kind of it, I, have it, you it, read it, my
1: it. Have you read my book Have you read my book uh,
2: Okay, so I got through Bluegrass Brawlers. I'm halfway through Louisville's Greatest Show. Yours is after, so I've got two one and a half books done, and I still got a, a, a one and a half to go, including yours. So the answer is no. Kind, kind but it's of, up on my shelf,
3: kind of, and I'll
2: have it done.
1: Kind of saving, the, kind of saving the best for last. I get you.
2: No, no, hey, I'm not gonna lie to you. It's just the order I got of it. I'll be honest with you. It was just the order I got him in, and it, that was it. Hey, if I would have gotten yours first, I would have read yours first. But, but I'll tell you what, Pondo, here's what's interesting to me. I am not necessarily a deathmatch wrestling fan. That's definitely more my partner, Joe, than me. But but when I watch deathmatch wrestling, it has to be done right. Because otherwise, it's just gruesome and nasty and unnecessary But the way, especially the way that John described your book, it sounds like you kind of converted it into an art. And that's where I'm going to go with my last word association. What do you think when you hear the term hardcore or deathmatch wrestling? Do you like those terms? Do you not like those terms? What comes to mind from someone who knows those two terms better than anybody in the business?
1: Those are actually two different matches. Hardcore is chairs, ladders. What what? So a WWE can have a hardcore match because okay, it's not like it's not like objects that are gonna cut you or are supposed to cut you. Of course, some of the times uh, accidents happen and they do. Death right. matches. You you know what you're getting yourself into. You're you're. Your your death batch is gonna have glass, your death match is gonna have thumbtacks, your death batch is gonna have a bed of nails, your death match barbed is wire. God forbid Bob wire. Your death match is oh my god, another bed of pencils. Screw that shit. No more bed of pencils. Oh, shit. But um uh, <laughs> I'll tell you something about those better pencils, like Jimmy Jimmy out in Philadelphia, and uh,
0: yeah, he's
1: uh, one Neil, of my good and, friends. And not Neil Diamond Cutter. They they uh they was both gonna do better pencils, and I called them both on the phone and said, guys, don't do better pencils. Uh, that shit poisoned my body for like six days. Wait, wait, Somehow, you
2: describe that Pando. Pando, describe that. Is it just? A bed of pencils? or what, be, be specific. What is
1: that? Uh, it's just like a bed of nails, but it was a whole bunch of number two pencils sharpened, and I took a, a, a Death Valley driver. Toby Klein gave me a Death Valley driver on it, which at the time, uh, I'll tell you why I even decided to do it. So it was at a tournament of death at CZW, and I'm sitting in the back watching the guys go over their matches, But they keep looking at this bed of nails, and people keep saying, "Uh, we're not messing with that. Well, then Brain Damage and Necro Butcher was going over their match, and they looked over at that bed of pencils, and Necro looked at that and said, fuck that, we're not messing with that. When I saw Necro, the bravest deathmatch guy that I know in this business, say, no, we're not messing with that, I told myself, that's how I'm going to be remembered. I'm going to be remembered by going through that bed of pencils. So, of course, I did. And three things they remember about that tournament of death. Necro winning it, Nick Gage getting caught on fire, and they remember me going through that bed of pencils. Here's the problem with that, though. Uh, I couldn't, like, my body was shutting down on me and dysfunctioning for six days. That those uh, whatever's inside those pencils somehow got into my bloodstream and and messed me up for six days. So mm. I I tell everybody don't mess with them bad pencils. Those are those just the most oh, excruciating shit. pieces of shit <laughs> I ever worked with. Wow. Mm. Well, all
2: right. Well, you heard it. You heard it from the, the subject matter expert himself. And, Joe, I know uh, we're getting close to the end of the time here, and I want to throw it back to you for any final questions before we get into the game show challenge. But I would be remiss if I didn't ask you about this, Pondo. Last time you came on, you had quite a bit to say about one individual person, and I'm wondering if things have gotten any better, if they're worse, and that is the one and only Sarah Logan. And I remember the theme of that previous interview was like, fuck Sarah Logan. I remember you saying that over over and over and over and over again. So, are you guys in a better place now? Or are you still in the same place?
1: or are you just not give a shit at this point? Uh, we I basically I don't give a shit. But no, uh, she she does so many interviews and never mentions my name. Uh, me, my mom, and another friend of ours named Waffle helped her get her plane ticket because she was broke as fuck. So the three of us brought her her helped buy her her plane ticket to Japan. She gave Waffle the the third party in that money for for the ticket that she bought a long time ago. Never even mentions me or my mom. Never once. She wrecked my grandpa's car. She never mentions my grandpa once. You know. And here's the thing about it: not only me. Does she not talk to anymore? All her friends that was here that helped her get to where she is, you know, helping her with matches and getting places, she's cut us all she's cut all of them off. Like all of them asked me, hey, uh, what about what about Sarah? Why is she good? And of course I can't explain that 'cause
2: Well, you don't know. Me and
1: her I'm don't there. talk. Yeah. But here here is the thing. Uh do you remember the whole speaking out? You guys, Were was like, you guys uh, following that when when there was a list of these chicks that were speaking out on all these professional wrestlers? Oh, yeah,
2: bro, like, uh, About a year ago, yeah, there was a lot of people that got exposed, a lot of people.
1: Well, my name showed up on that list, and I was confused. So I'm writing that dude on Twitter saying, hey, how, why is my name on this list? And he tells me, he says, well, I can't. I can't disclose who gave us the story to save the pain and, and, and the, uh, you know, basically what he's telling me is, Hey, you're fucked in life, but I can't tell you why you're fucked in life. Right? Well, then some other dude got on there talking about, I started dating Sarah Logan when she was 16 years old. I didn't even know her when she was 16 years old. So I told a whole bunch of people to write Sarah Logan on her, on her facebook on her on her twitter on her instagram, on her YouTube channel, and asked her how old she was when we started dating, and she finally got a hold of one girl and said, "Hey, me and Ponda was eighteen when we was when we started dating. I don't know what what the big controversy is, so after that, my name got took off the list, but uh, <clears throat> here's the thing about that list. Fuck that guy because, yeah, there are some on there who deserve to be on there. But there are some, just like my situation, who do not need to be on there. And I'm sure there's more guys on that list who did not deserve to be spoken out about. You know, here's the thing the way he had it set up to where, uh, well, we can't disclose the people who put you on there, I could have, I could have, uh, I could have wrote into that guy and said, "Hey, uh, uh, you um, or, or anybody, I could have said, hey, Bastion Booger, yep.
2: just made it up, touched
1: my dick,' you know, and 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 that would have put Bastion Booger on the list. Now, please don't think that I'm, I'm I love Bastion Booger. I'm not. He never touched me. He, uh, you know, so I'm not trying to say that he was just my, for instance, guy, but if I would have said something like that, Pastor Booger would have been put on that list, and he wouldn't have been able to defend himself because this dipshit puts everybody on this list. So anyway, me and Sarah Logan, uh, even if she came to my doorstep and said, hey, what's going on, I really got nothing for her.
2: Well, well, that that's unfortunate. And, and the reason I asked Pondo, is because you've helped a lot of people in their careers And I'm sure there's always those people that are ungrateful and and don't really show the respect that they need to. And and that's why we love having you on the show, number one, because you're a real motherfucker. You always tell it how it is. We know we're always going to get it straight from you, just like great legends like Tracy Smothers that we've had on the show. And and I'm glad that you're keeping that tradition. Or at the very least, you're going to tell the truth from your side of the story. And and that's why we always enjoy having you on. That's why you're so respected in uh, the pro wrestling community. Joe, I want to throw it back over to you for any final thoughts and questions because I know we do have to get into the game show challenge before we close out episode 330 of the Wrestle Talk podcast.
3: I do, I, I do, I I have one more uh, uh uh question. Um, so on January 30th, you're taking part in uh, something that that's actually pretty cool. Uh, it's a wrestling show that starts. On my birthday, January 29th at 8 o'clock, and it ends on January 30th at 8 o'clock. So it's a 24-hour wrestling show. And on that show, you're getting to wrestle another hardcore guy by the name of uh, Jeff Cannonball. Can you tell us about this show?
1: A lot of people are very excited about this match because mine and Jeff Cannonball uh, styles are a lot similar with the comedy Mm -hmm. and the death match put in there. So a lot of people are looking forward to that. And I think the main of that is going to be Slack versus Org And Mm -hmm. I think the opening match is going to be homicide versus low life Louie. So that hour out of the 24 hours, uh, I'm hoping people, you know, it's at midnight. So surely a lot of people will, uh, We'll tune in on that, but the big part about that, the big part about this is, Guinness Book of World's Records is coming, and uh, (coughs) they're gonna, you know, put the put the event in the book. So your boy Madman Pondo will now be put in the Guinness Book of World's Records.
0: (laughs) Ah, Let's go!
1: (laughs) That is awesome. (laughs) And before you get to that game show, uh, then, so that's on Saturday. Uh, That's on, well, kind of Saturday. It's like midnight Saturday. But uh, then on that Sunday, I heard you saying something about this, Joe. Uh, In Charleston, West Virginia, in a restaurant called the Squared Circle Burger, it's like a wrestling-themed restaurant. Mm Mm-hmm. I will be there at eleven o'clock with the Deathmatch Samurai, Akira, Charlie Cruel, Duke the Nuke, and Ref Lucy. But the reason that we're going there at eleven and I went ahead and asked her if I could bust this out on your guys' podcast so this is the first place that's gonna hear it. They are making,
2: they hey, wait, wait. Are making out, out Pondo Pondo Pondo. We wanna okay. make, it yeah. make it even more special. We wanna make it even more special. Hardcore Hoss, hit the breaking news drop, baby. It's worth it right now. Hit it. <laughs> Go ahead, Pondo.
1: Owner and – uh Wrestling fan and wrestler himself, Josh Kyle, has now came up with the idea of a two one-fourth-pound patties with french fries in the middle, a Coke, and more fries, a side of fries, will now be called the Pondo Combo.
3: Nice. <laughs> you got a, a burger named on yourself? I want a burger named on myself. You can call it the Nightmare Joe.
2: <laughs> I hear you That's awesome I- I'm surprised I'm surprised the Madman Pondo combo Doesn't uh, consist Of two Hockey uh, pucks as burgers And and, and a, a large Side of nails as fries When I think Madman Pondo That's what like a pa- Madman Pondo, uh, Pondo combo Looks like to me Am I wrong?
1: Well, it might be a little stale to eat. I'll take them one, pound, one four pound. Okay, baby. fair enough.
2: <laughs> Hell yeah, yo. Hey, uh, by the way, guys, we're getting ready to get into the game show challenge. Uh, let me take just another opportunity here to remind everybody. And Pondo, you're invited to this as well. This Sunday during the Royal Rumble, we're going to be hosting a Wrestle Talk podcast slash FWWC Royal Rumble watch party. We're going to be drinking, we're going to be smoking, we're going to be chilling. We're going to be talking about pro wrestling while the Royal Rumble's going on. When those boring-ass matches come on that nobody wants to see, you'll be in the Skype call. It's 100% free. We're going to be we're gonna be giving away prizes every hour of the show. We'll have four different guests throughout the show. Like I said, it's 100% free. Join us. If you miss going out and watching pay-per-views with your friends because of the shitty COVID-19 pandemic, visit us at WrestleTalkPodcast.com forward slash events for more information. On probably the most legit Skype party that there's ever been in all time. Period. That said, Joe, I think it's time for the game show challenge. Well,
1: hold on, hold on. I got one more one one more thing. Okay, so uh, everybody's excited about the matches for the Royal Rumble, and uh, everybody's excited for wrestling coming back and and AEW matches and all that. But I. I have a match that I cannot wait for, and it's going to be on March 26th, and it is between Godzilla versus King Kong. I cannot wait for that.
0: Let's go!
3: (laughs) That movie is going to be awesome. It's like one of the first times that that you've actually seen that. It's going to be awesome. Dude,
2: I saw the preview for that, and I was like, yes, finally a reason to go
1: back to the movie theater, bro, I couldn't agree more. That uh, that one, two, three step into the punch into Godzilla's jaw from King Kong—is that not awesome? Hell
2: yeah! <laughs> well, my question, Pondo, but but who you got? Who's winning? Who's going over? Uh, you
1: you you know how you say I'm honest and I'm a realist and all that, so I got Hell two yeah. theories. First right. theory is. They won't have a winner of the first movie. They'll wait for round two, which is called a sequel. Sure enough. Second second uh prediction is if you watch the trailer again, uh there's a reference to Mechagodzilla Godzilla in it, and there's a different monster with wings in in the movie. So I'm thinking uh, yes. In the beginning, Godzilla is gonna take on King Kong, but then this other monster is gonna fuck up Godzilla or King Kong, and then they're gonna go against each other. They're gonna join forces and go against that monster. But that's a pretty we'll big, uh, pretty big uh, we'll cup in. to fill. But Shoot. the draw. I think the draw is gonna happen, and then and then the we'll sequel draw. will happen.
2: Joe, what do you think? Godzilla, King Kong, what do you got?
3: Uh, I I think that like like I said, uh, I think that that is going to end up a, a draw, and then I think that they're both going to end up working together against some humongous monster that's going to come out.
2: Okay, and assuming it's not a work, I'm going to go with the monster who has the name God in it because if, if anything's associated with like a higher power, you already know that the shit's legit and it's going to whoop some ass. So, assuming something crazy doesn't happen, I'm going with Godzilla. All that said, Panda, are you ready? Let's go ahead and step in the Wrestle Talk podcast Deathmatch Arena for tonight's edition of the Wrestle Talk podcast game show challenge. Are you ready to go, my friend?
1: If you guys remember, I whipped Joe's ass last time. So, yeah, let's do it again.
2: I remember, Joe. Joe, you remember that ass whooping you caught from a deaf math legend?
3: I remember the two ass whoopings that I got because I faced him twice, Monet, and he beat me both times.
2: Okay, so does that mean it's my turn? I feel like there's going to be color. I I
3: just feel like there's going to be color here. I'm just saying. All right, I'm ready. Let's do it. All right. (laughs) Hardcore if you could play that music, please.
0: Let's
3: go about oh, bless best of the this of the world of the world famous the Talk Podcast game show challenge. Tonight's contest is scheduled for the best two out of three falls. Our contestants are the world-renowned Madman Pondo and the Night Owl, Renee Martinez. In a few moments, I will ask you three questions about a particular professional wrestling topic. Whenever you think you know the answer, just shout out your answer. The first person to win two falls will win tonight's Game Show Challenge. As we know, this Sunday, we'll begin the road to WrestleMania with the WWE Royal Rumble. Tonight's podcast Game Show ch- Challenge category is entitled The Least. I will give you information about three famous wrestlers who won the Royal Rumble with the least number of eliminations. When you think you know who I'm talking oh, about, just shout out your answer. All right. So, for chits for and Giggles, here's uh, a, a alternate question so that we can, can figure out how this is going to go. In 1999, this person won the Royal Rumble by eliminating one man. He entered the match at number two and eliminated his nemesis and number one entrant, Stone Cold Steve Austin, to win the match.
2: The this
3: gentleman also... This gentleman also tore both of his quads walking down to the ring during a wrestling match. Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon is correct. You, Madman Honda, would have gotten the first point. So that's how it's going to go. Madman Honda, are you ready? I guess so. (laughs) Night (laughs) out. Let's go, baby. All right, here we go. Question. Question number one. This woman won the Royal Rumble by eliminating only two wrestlers, Nia Jax and Charlotte Flair. Many wrestling fans are wondering if she will make her return to the WWE this Sunday at Becky the Royal Lynch.
0: Rumble.
3: Becky Lynch is correct. man Man Pondo has the first point of the game show. I'm telling you, Renee, I'm telling you, don't sleep on man Man Pondo. <laughs>
0: Question
3: number two. This WWE Hall of Famer also won the Royal Rumble by eliminating only two wrestlers, Chris Jericho and John Cena. If you watched Monday Night Raw this week, he was announced as he would be returning from a tricep injury and attempt to win Ed, this year's match, which is correct. Uh oh! So the Night Out has won, Main Man Honda has won. It all comes down to this question right here. Question number three. This wrestler won the Royal Rumble by only eliminating one person, Roman Reigns. Many wrestling fans have been wondering if he will ever continue to have problems with Edge or Bray Wyatt this Sunday. Randy Randy Orton. Randy Orton is correct. We're going to take a look at the tape and it sounds. The the, the uh, officials are looking at the case uh, and they're saying that Madman Ponder got the first. Madman Ponder is what? the winner of tonight's vs. Talk Podcast. DJ Challenge! Hey! Yeah.
0: All I do is win, 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 no matter what. Got money on my mind, I can never get enough. And every time I step up in the building, everybody hands go up. And they say there.
3: And they, say, yeah. and they say yeah, and they say yeah. It was a close one, it was a close one but congratulations, Maeve and Pondo, for winning the podcast challenge once again, sir. Are you ever well, going to
1: win? all I got to say is the best man always wins. I don't know.
2: That's oh right. Oh, my gosh. Listen, listen, we need to run the tape back. My man Billy Simmons from XWE can confirm I said it first. I I said it first. Somebody needs to go back. You know what? It's fine. It's fine. Listen,
0: I know I Everybody. Everybody.
2: Everybody on the Facebook Live is making fun of me. And, and that's fine because none of you guys have ever got a chance to step in the ring with a Death Bash legend. I stepped in the ring with a Death Bash legend and survived it. And none of you can say that. Not Drake Lee. Not that... That, not that little that little weasel, the maestro. Not even you, Nightmare Jones. I got to go one on one with Madman Pondo, and I held my own. Unlike your sorry ass. I got Jim. Check the tape.
3: Jake Lee, who? Oh, shut up! Man. <laughs> That's right. Oh, That's God. right. <laughs> well, Pondo,
2: before we let you go, let's handle some business. Number one, thank you for being a long-standing loyal member of the Wrestle Talk family. And one more time, bro, where can people see you in action next, and how can they follow you on social media, your website, and all that important stuff? Go ahead.
1: Well, uh, there's something big getting ready to happen. If you search Corey Higdon, C-O-R-E-Y-H-I-G-D-O-N, uh, he he's going to have uh, an assortment of Madman Pondo t-shirts that I'm really excited about. So, you, you can always uh, hit that guy up about those. Uh, my real name is Kevin Kennedy, C-A-N-A-D-Y. Facebook's all I got because I can't figure out Twitter and Instagram and all that horse shit. And uh, places you can see me at uh, on YouTube, you can see me at that 24-hour show. You can see me in Bedford, Indiana on a lot of Saturdays. You can see me in Taylor, Michigan, March the 20th uh, on my Facebook. You can see me mess with scammers all the time. I love doing that shit. <laughs> and uh, and that's about all that comes to mind.
0: That's oh, good uh, shit right February there.
1: Tw- February 25th in uh, Anna, Illinois for Underground, uh, me versus Bull Bronson, um, uh, fuck. Uh, uh Bob Wire boards, and you said that I help a lot of people. Right now, I'm helping out. Uh, me and Duke the Nuke are doing a team called Team No Respect because we respect No Respect. I'm helping out Ref Lucy. Uh, I think that's all I had on my list here. Let me go over it. Scammers, the book, 24 Hour Shows, Square and Circle Burger, Big Vic, Tracy Smothers, Corey Higdon, Death. Oh, Death Hour podcast tomorrow at 9 p.m. I don't know if I can put over another podcast, but fuck it. I just did. Uh, Hell yeah. Podcast podcast uh,
2: love. No worries
1: here. uh, Bull Bronson, uh, Michigan. Oh, Danny D'Amato, however you say that, but I'll just skip that and save that for another time. Uh, (laughs) Team (laughs) No Respect, Girl Fight. And PPW, uh, this year I was voted – Feud of the year, match of the year, uh, most hated wrestler, and I worked really hard to do that, and I'm pretty proud of that bullshit. So that's about all I got, but that was my list.
2: My guy, Joe, any final thoughts for the Deathmatch legend, Madman Pondo?
3: Man, I've been a father of yours for years. Uh, you know, watching your, your stuff from, from uh, Japan, from New, from uh, – Comments on wrestling, you know, uh, I'd have to say one of my favorite matches is when you were involved in some matches with uh, June Kasai, the uh, Crazy Monkey. That dude's freaking insane. Renee, if you haven't looked him up, you got to look up June Ka- Ka- Kasai. Absolutely amazing. The Crazy wrestler. Monkey. Yeah, the Crazy the Monkey. Will do. So, Sorry. thank you for coming. Sorry, to to me let me on. interrupt. No. You're, you're totally good. You are absolutely amazing, sir, and I will meet you one day. One day I will be at a show that that you at. I will meet Madman Pondo.
1: Well, you're in the Pennsylvania area, you said, right?
3: Yeah, close to it, yes.
1: Uh, H2O is bringing me in to finally give the matchup of Madman Pondo versus Low Life Louie coming 2021, so come okay. out and check me out there.
3: Okay, That's in the New Jersey area So that's only like a couple hours away So I could probably make that drive I might have to do that there And I've been wanting to do an H2O wrestling show anyway we, we, Hell we, yeah It's we our boy uh, Matt, uh, Matt Tremont Another guy from the podcast <laughs> Hell yeah
2: and Last thing I wanted to say Pondo uh, Your old boy Pete Madden popped in I'm, I'm sure someone tagged him on the broadcast Here on the Facebook Live and his comment was Pondo is awesome. Save my life once we're going to have to hear that story, but unfortunately we're going to have to wait till your next time on. So we definitely want to schedule something with you before the end of 2021, man, you take care of yourself out there, be safe, but continue to kick ass the way you always do brother. We love you and we cannot wait to talk to you again.
1: All right, guys. Thank you so much for giving me time, man. Uh, I'm a 51 year old guy who don't do shit no more, but it's guys like you that keep my heart alive and and know that people still remember Madman Pondo out there. Thank you so much.
2: Well, you're damn right. And again, guys, if you want more information on Madman Pondo, look him up on Facebook. Also, uh, look up John Cosper on Amazon. Diaries of a Madman. The whole book is about Madman Pondo. Memoirs.
1: Mem- memoirs of a Madman. Memoirs of memoirs a Madman. Memoirs of
2: a Madman. See? See? That's right. There's the receipt for Madman Pondo. I corrected them on the Bluegrass Brawlers. Now I got the correction on the Memoirs of a Madman. Again, John Cosper on Amazon. We love you guys. That brings to the conclusion of episode 230 of the Wrestle Talk podcast. Everybody have a great night, and we will see you next Tuesday, 7 p.m. Central Time. Right here at WrestleTalkPodcast.com. Thank you, Haas. Thank you, everybody, for making today's show great. Colton Bull, you were awesome. Drake Lee. we love you. We are out tonight. Peace.